Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's Dungeons and Dragons Night. I, of course, am your illustrious Dungeon Master, Cody J. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, sorry for a little bit of a gap. We just had some life stuff happening, so it happens. Every D&D group, professional all the way down to the little guys, or even your home group. I'm sure you nerds out there understand. We love you. Of course, I'm joined by my friends, playing the magnificent wizard, owes all the wise, Zach. Jumbo, baby. Playing Burn Donbringer and Marius Rodari tonight, Max. Hey, good evening, everyone. I'm sorry, was the hay supposed to be burn? That was terrible. <laughs> we'll, work, we'll workshop that, don't worry. Uh, you know him, you love him. The Wicked Warlock, not anymore, I'm just kidding. They're redeemed. Stolos the Redeemed, played by Dini. Good to be back, everyone. And the one, the only, our newest Edgelord Rogue of the party, Zolthus, played by Badfish, but also Jay. What up, Jombo? Anyways, uh, welcome to this week of Dungeons and Dragons. Zach, roll the intro. Brenton, Abdulio, welcome. We're happy to have you in the chat here. Uh, last week, does well actually, does anyone want to do recap before I just jump in and do it? Uh, sure. Uh, so last episode we officially joined, uh, or we met with rather with the Pirate King. Uh, we were able to go to their sort of hub of operations, and we were told that we would have to retrieve. Um, <clears throat> four map pieces, the first of which was um, inside the belly of this white whale. Uh, and we began fighting the whale. Um, it is very powerful, has some magic immunity, um, obviously quite quite strong physically as well. Uh, during the battle, Burn and Marius uh, went inside of the whale uh, to try to find the map piece. Um, and during the battle, uh, Marius cast... Um, Marius, help me out here. You cast a spell that blinked the whale and everything inside of it out of existence. Um, if you get banishment, I think? That is correct. I had hoped it, that when I banished it, we wouldn't disappear with it, but I was mistaken. We seem to have found ourselves somewhere else quite more watery than we previously were. Dare I say yeah. wet. Wet. And um, Ozol is familiar with this spell. He's seen it cast once on a, a fire rock um, in Barovia. And so I had the captain sort of bring the boat around so that we can uh, potentially prepare to attack the whale if it does uh, blink back in. So that's that's where we're at. Um, the, part of the crew, I think, may believe that they're responsible for blowing up the whale. Um, it was kind of a... Um, a coincidence happenstance that they we had just loaded in um, some explosive barrels near, near the whale, but uh, 
I think my character, having seen the Spanish spell in the past, and obviously there's not chunks of whale and blood everywhere, I, I, I think that Ozal and, and some of the crew believe that the whales might be coming back. Marius, you are currently holding your breath, stuck inside some sort of orifice, and I believe you are holding this parchment uh, tube case of the map, covered in barnacles and a sea ocean and maybe some seaweed. Uh, what, what are you up to, bud? That is, is correct. Your turn. I, I had managed to wiggle my way up the blowhole of this creature to see the exterior, and we are not on the material plane. So I am going to drop my concentration on banishment first. Okay. You do that. Yes. No, oh, I'm which, on the wrong layer. Which should return the creature to the point in space on the material plane that it was. It should. But... As we all know, I'm Cody the Dungeon Master. Please roll a d100! Okay. D100. 27. Uh, Stolos, there is a cloud in the sky that begins to get bigger and darker and bigger and darker and bigger and darker, and oh, then no. you hear a massive crash as the whale that you guys thought you blew up comes flying out of the sky and back into real space. Marius, make a dexterity saving throw, and I will have Burn make one as well. Although, I guess he's inside. He hasn't crawled up the shaft yet. Orifice? Hole? Slippery <laughs> wet area. So maybe not, Burn. We'll just say he's sloshing around, because technically it's still holding its breath, and it's not its turn. Uh, so uh... dex save. Do you want to be inside the whale, or do you want to drop out? I mean... I what orientation is the whale falling in? Uh, I like to picture it that it is tumbling. Okay. Well, then would I get thrown out and I could fly? Well, let's go deck save first and we'll see what happens. Okay. okay. Six. <laughs> yes, you are thrown loose as the water that was displaced around the whale from the elemental plane of water where it was in and the whale itself begin to tumble and rain as a massive, like, impact happens on the water. The shock wave goes out, the the tide rises as these giant waves come flocking over the boat, and the whale is upside down in the water. Marius, you are now free-falling through the sky. Um, we'll say you're thrown loose before it hits the water. You want to give me one more deck save to see if you can pull out, pull up? Sure. Twelve. Um... I will contest with dice. I'm just going to roll, let's say, 1d20. Uh, that's a that's a fail on your end. Is bud. it possible to help him out a bit? How would you like to help him out? Uh, well, I do have um, mage hands. It does have a range of 30 feet. However, Stolas is also telekinetic. So that okay. increases the range by 80 feet. Okay. So I can try to maybe at least give him a little so pull? I can give you one of two things. Mage Hand technically only holds, I think it's either like five or ten pounds. I she does have a lesser enchantment. She does. That's what I was going to say. Or enchantment, rather. 
Yes. If you want to use your enhancement slash enchantment, <laughs> enchantment, I like that. <laughs> uh, if you want to use your enchantment, that's a great way to use it. Boom. And you just okay. do it. Yeah, I just, I just want to make sure they don't drown. Yeah, no, totally. Marius, you come streaking out of the sky. Stolas, you reach out to grab Marius as you feel your spell starting to take hold. It begins to fail under Marius's weight. And then you feel this surge of energy that begins to pulse through you and grow out as your will is dominated over the failure of the spell. Describe to me what happens when you use this enchantment. Um, well, I'd like to think that, uh, I guess whatever physical form the energy takes place, uh, maybe like wraps around his body and okay. begins trying to like pull him right out. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, you, you form a protective sphere around him as you catch him. Your mage hand almost engulfing his whole body. And before he smacks against the water and takes a ton of damage from falling onto this concrete hard water from that high, uh, he is safe. Uh, waves from the boat roll over. Uh, can I get someone in the group? Actually, let's have each of you roll 5d20. Or, I'm sorry, 5d6, not d20. Holy shit. Uh, for fall damage. Every character gets fall damage, or... I'm sorry. No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the total sum of the damage rolled and apply I it to the you. whale from falling out Copy. of the sky. Uh, I rolled an 11. Uh, rolled a 20, Sothis. Uh, I looks rolled like a 19. Burn rolled a 15 and Marius rolled a 20. Would you like a total there for you? It's 85 damage total. For you there, Dungeon Master. Oh man, I'm sitting here talking and I was muted. I'm sorry, my dogs keep coming in my office. Uh, yes, so 85 points of damage as this whale lands face down, bull hole down, into the water. Marius, you were flung loose and suspended safely above the water. These waves come rolling up and over the boat as massive amounts of water are displaced, and it's like another explosion has gone off in the water. And the whale is stunned. Excellent. Well, standing, I, I spread my wings out and kind of gather myself here just above the surface of the water uh i have it as i like hold my hand up and present the scroll uh burn is still inside the creature we need to get him free and then i'll try and banish it once more uh i still i still have movement and action i've only done a free action so far my bad go ahead oh you're good um with that, I'm going to go... These are how many squares apiece? Okay, sweet. 10, 20, 30. To here. Uh, 
At which point I would like for the creature to make me a wisdom saving throw as I told the dead him. Um, let me pull the stunned condition because I think I actually automatically fail. Conditions stunned loading. Stunned creature. A stunned creature is incapacitated. See, incapacitated. Creature automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. Attack rolls against creature have advantage. Let's go up to incapacitated. Scrolling. Incapacitated. A creature can't take actions or reactions. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can make a wisdom save here. 13. He fails. He'll take 11 points of necrotic damage and 8 points of radiant. Okay. And that is it for me. Perfect. Um, two things happen as this whale begins to shrink. Marius... The scroll tube in your hand begins to glow a vibrant blue color. And so does the whale. These markings begin to appear on the outside in Draconic. Can you read Draconic? One moment. Also I can. I actually can. That is one I am proficient in. Okay. It says, Guardian Whale Dissolved. Stop. And it just keeps kind of texting this scrolling line. There's like a period. It's not an actual word. Stop. Enchantment end. Stop. And the whale shrinks and turns into a teeny tiny seashell. Burn on the inside is pushed out with the water and begins to sink. Let's say... Um... Roll my d6 here. 25 feet below the water. You are out of combat. You said burn was sinking? Yes. Essentially, as the whales, the guardian whale is no longer active because the relic has been removed from inside the whale, the enchantment ends. And the only thing that you hear as the whale begins to fade is the map will only bring death. Um, Ozal will um, use the Bigsby's hand to pick up Pern and bring him to the surface. Okay, what is the range on Bigsby's hand and how far can it move in one turn? Uh, let's see here. Actually, hold on. Technically, it's Stolas's turn still. We may be out of combat. Oh, you said around actions combat, happening. So my apologies. Stolas, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I guess um, do do movement uh restrictions still apply since we're not in combat anymore? Let's say yes for now, just because it's kind of more of a social initiative, right? Things are happening so fast. The psionic voice has kind of shouted out. We'll we'll keep it as if we are in combat, but for the purposes of role playing out someone drowning. Okay, uh, Stolas is gonna dash full movement uh, to here. Okay. Um, to kind of keep an eye on Burn, and maybe okay. direct the uh, 
hands to save him. Okay. Burn, Dawnbringer. Your plate armor that you're wearing, while it is technically lighter than what you are normally used to, is filling with water. You are disoriented from being spat out in the whale, and you are currently staring towards the seabed. How would you like to proceed? He's going to kind of orient himself and then use his athletics to start trying to swim towards the surface. Perfect. So, let's see here. Athletics roll for you. Normal. He gets a natural one. (laughs) Okay. So, you begin to swim, but what happens is panic begins to set in. And in your orientation, you begin to move sideways. You are in water, so you can technically only move for every foot you move, right? It's doubled. It's two feet. So your 30 feet of movement, quote unquote, pushes you a direction. Would you like to go north or east? East. One, two, because that would be 15 feet. You are still 25 feet below the water. I want you to roll a d6 to see how much more you sink as well. d6. Four. So an extra 20 feet bringing you to 45. Okay. Uh, Burn in his panic is going to attempt to double move then and attempt to uh, dash to the surface, continuing to swim. See if this one's any Before you roll. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before you roll, Ozal's going to give him a 19 portent. Oh! Can you see him 45 feet in the water on a rocking boat under waves after water has been displaced? I don't know. Give me a wisdom check or perception check. Uh, sure. Uh, let me see. I'll do wisdom. 26. Nice. Nice, yeah. You have the eyes of an eagle. Your friend's soul burns to you in your wizard sight. As you see burn beginning to sink, you hit him with the... Mom's spaghetti. And I manipulate the flow of time just a skosh so that you can get a a little bit of a hand (laughs) of this situation. Cool. That'd be a 28, and he'll use his 30-foot movement to go directly up. Okay. Um, this is round... Hold on, let me look at my notes. You were in the whale three rounds, is what I have, according to my notes? Sure. Okay. This is round four of technically being underwater. Give me a constitution saving throw as well uh, to maintain your breath. And I'm going to give you disadvantage for being disoriented and failing your athletics check while panicking. Fifteen. Fifteen's enough. It's looking for more than ten. Okay, Zoltis. All right. Um, have Sorry, guys. I seen uh, the? Have I seen him also come out? Basically, will I or do I need to do a check? Uh, you're at the back of the boat. Um, I'm gonna say you're probably on the captain's deck. Um, yeah, and Ozal's at the bow. So, uh, mechanically speaking. You did see Ozal point. You have a general direction, 
Go ahead and give me a perception check as well, and I'll give you advantage to see if you can try and spot the shimmer of his armor under this 15 feet of waves. Alright, sorry. Uh, perception, sorry, I haven't done this in a while. Uh, is it under... It's not under saving, right? Um, oh no, sorry, I'm looking in the complete wrong spot. 24. 24 will do it. You can spot the shimmer of his armor. Uh, so I'm going to shout to the captain uh, to to sail that way. I think we can move 60 feet with the... Yes, sir. So uh, I tell the captain, Burns under the waves over there. Uh, he will nod and begin to shout to his group, and he will take his turn to move, since he has a held action, and has continued to have a held action, uh, to move the boat 60 feet. Uh, and I think that's it for me. I don't think I needed to do any bonus actions or anything. Uh, I believe that was 60 feet, if I did that correctly. Yes? We'll say yes, why not? Oh god, oh no. Uh, okay. Um. That was all. Uh, well. What is the, what is the yellow box, I'm sorry? Uh, that was me attempting to drag my cursor across the ship, uh, area. You're good. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Ozal uh, is going to look over the edge of the bow. Um, would you like me to roll <clears throat> Excuse me, another check to see if I can see Burn from this angle? Uh, I'm going to say no. You you know where he's at. You portent him. You have a good idea of where he's at, and you can kind of see he's only 15 feet now, uh, and you're not like 105 feet away like you were. How, how long has he been under, underwater? This is his fourth turn. Um, so 24 so- seconds at this point? Uh, yeah, six seconds, yeah. Okay, um, and I'm trying to find the distance of, of this, um, Bigsby's hand. <clears throat> 60 70. Feet. Okay, 60. so that's not enough. Okay, so, um, <clears throat> Ozal is going to, um, point at Burn and cast Polymorph. Uh, turning him into, let's see, I mean, I guess just a Megalodon, just to get him so he can swim up and not die. Okay. You turn him into a giant shark. Do I need to pull the token on, or are you just pulling him on board after that? Exactly. Yeah, he's, I mean, technically he's not exhausted or dying anymore, because he changes form, but... As soon as he gets to the surface, we'll drop concentration and pull him on board because he's probably almost drowned if he's freaking out and struggling to swim. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's totally fine. Uh, Just so I don't have to pull extra tokens out, I will just say that you are now officially out of combat. So I will dump the turn order here. Awesome. Clear. Yay, we saved Burn. Does he need CPR or any or like first aid or is he good? 
to you. Uh, burn, burn is fine. He went through the blowhole. He took no damage. Mario no, no, about the, the other about hand. the water, the oh, yeah. drowning part. Oh yeah, no, no, he's good now. With okay. that, with the polymorph and whatnot, he can easily get up on board yeah. without any issues. Fantastic. Does Marius need aid? Oh yeah, Marius steps onto the ship. He is battered, bruised, cut up, as the mouth of that creature almost tore him to shreds. So. Uh, Ozal will walk up and um, offer him a potion, a super potion. Uh, Unless super he potion? Want... That's what you called it when we fought the uh, po- potion of supreme healing. There you go. Yes. That, that's what it. <laughs> that's, I think that's what you told me to put. I'm just teasing. Um, you. I'm just teasing. Uh, he'll say, "Take this, my boy," and he'll uh, offer it to Marius in, in case he is either out of healing spells or is too exhausted to do that. You can you can hold on to it. I have other means of healing. I just needed a moment to catch my breath. Uh, but here, this scroll was using draconic text earlier when I was launched from the whale. I think it had something to do with why the whale disappeared. Are you handing it to Ozal? Yes. Uh, Ozal will take it, and uh, Ozal also speaks draconic. Um, is there any other information you can give us, Cody? Nope. As he hands it over to you, the outside, this kind of brass and gold, crustacean-covered metallic scroll tube just begins to melt into ocean water, revealing this perfectly preserved parchment. And if you want to zoom out, Zach, actually, that looks something like this. Ooh, there's a keyhole. There is. It is a thicker piece of parchment. I would say probably a quarter inch thick. It feels almost like a paper tablet as you roll it out. And it becomes rigid as you begin to look at it. Uh, The text is faded and ancient. You can make out what looks like a giant keyhole in the middle. It doesn't really make a lot of sense on this parchment. But as it unfolds, as it hardens into this tablet, uh, the symbol appears above. Um, and it's some sort of device, but you're not quite sure what it is. It's got like a skull with like these squid arms. And then on top, there's some sort of circular thing, but the tablet's so faded, you're not sure. Do we recognize is... the, um, the sigil and, and the wax seal? Mm-mm. It is all faded to time. And, um... It does hum with magic energy, I will say that. Yeah, I was going to say I'd like to cast uh, Detect Magic as a ritual. Okay. Um, In its current state, its magical properties are locked. Okay. Um, You do get the sense. uh, Oh, you can go ahead and read off Detect Magic if you want, and then I can... Oh, no, it's, uh, yeah, so you use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area, and you learn it's school of magic, if any. The spell can penetrate most barriers, which doesn't matter. Um, Do I know what school of magic it would be? You do. It is a form of divination, and as you look at it, threads of magic, typically it's this glowing, pulsing aura, right? Like Skyrim magic weapons, right? have, like, stamina magic on it. It glows green or fire. It kind of burns with fire. This looks like linked chain made of light that is divination magic but it is not currently active it is a magic item 
but its magic probably takes some sort of control key to use or access. Hmm. Um, Captain Durden will come striding off as he begins to, you know, have them pull anchor and run out the, the swoops and begin to kind of get up to speed as sails are coming down and orders are shouted. And he extends his hand out to you, Ozol. Captain, this was the parchment that was inside the whale that Marius recovered. And uh, I good. will hand it to him and say, believe there's some magic that may be latent in this object, but it seems as though it would need a key. This is exactly what we were sent to recover. Well done, gentlemen. You're quite, quite adept at adventuring. And might I say, starting to get your sea legs. Uh... Is there, will, oh, go ahead. Is there anyone else here wounded on the ship? No. Any uh, of we need minor repairs the to the ship. Wounded? No? Cool. I Sorry. think I took a little bit of damage, but I'm at 68 right now, so I think I'm good. Okay. Well, then. I look I, at uh, Marius I'll up just... and down, and I say, I'm glad I stayed on the ship. I don't have a scratch. It was not fun. That is for certain. Uh, Marius will pull out this golden staff of intertwining metal and uh, kind of just tap himself and cast a uh, fourth level cure wounds since he doesn't need to share healing with anyone else. Uh, you do it. Sorry, I'll just uh, take care of my healing and not talk anymore. No, you're good. No, that's totally fine. I, I I love it. You you pull out the wand, you cast it on yourself as you feel the revivifying energy flow from the wand to your body, uh, checking around for everyone else's needs. Um, other than some minor damage to the ship, you're in tip-top shape. Uh, Captain Durden will kind of run his hand across this symbol uh, on the top, this skull with these, like, squid legs coming out of it and it begins to flatten back into a piece of paper as he rolls it into a parchment and puts it into his jacket uh, and you set sail into the horizon alright you return to the decks of the wave cutter um, will someone please roll me, <clears throat> excuse me, a D6? Uh, looks like a, uh, sorry, I thought Marius rolled it. Uh, a six. Okay. As you were traveling across the ocean, rain begins to come and a thunderstorm approaches. How long has this been, Cody? Between where we were to the storm? Approximately an hour. Okay, perfect. I just didn't know As if we needed if to do anything else. Out of nowhere. Um, the captain kind of pulls all hands. They fasten things down. They run out the upper shades kind of over the, the top deck so that they have cover from the rain. The waves begin to be rough. But you sail through unscathed into the night. Um, would anyone like to participate in any downtime activities? Any questions? Role play? Anything you'd like to do while you're on the ship? 
Uh, I'd like to continue studying, uh, what was it, uh... Undercommon, maybe. Undercommon. Yeah, Undercommon. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. Hmm. At the present, all hands are accounted for on deck during the storm. So, downtime activities, uh, when the ship is in inclement weather, will consist of just you and your party members. We could practice amongst each other. You could. We don't know. But yeah. uh, the other thing I was kind of curious about is, what is the purpose of... Uh, talk to Captain Durden. What's the purpose of the map that we're gathering? What is it supposed to do? Where is it supposed to lead us? That is an excellent question, my boy. I am waiting for word, currently. I am on a need-to-know basis, as are you. Our missions are dibbied out in small dribs and drabs. Therefore, if one of us is captured, we only have enough information to give the enemy for the one step we have either completed or are on our way to completing to minimize potential collateral damage and gathering of information from our arch enemy. Um, how long of downtime do we have? Like, approximate estimation? Uh, at least the next eight hours. Um, would it... Hmm. Is that enough to give us a rest? Like a short rest or yes, a long rest? Yes, that is a full okay. long rest. Okay, so, um, the crystal, I know it was broken. Does it need to be mended? Or is it, like, fine? That is an interesting question. Because I can repair it magically with mending. If I why don't you try? What are you trying to mend? So typically when you're mending, you're, you're bonding <clears throat> two items to each other, right? Or you are fixing cosmetic cracks or minor damage to the crystal. Your crystal was literally fractured and or eroded into different shards of the crystal that were taken by Merlin or to yes. dust around you in ash. Sure. So I don't know if the piece that I have is still fractured, I guess. Or, like, cracked... As it, it, it looks so because things can like you can put a crack in a rock but not break it if that makes sure sense. sure it does in in my mind and you can tell me what you think of this in my mind the facets of the crystal were actually like branches of the crystal crystalline chain so each mm-hmm. time you gained a new facet <coughs> you gained a new crystalline structure yeah into another actual extended crystal so your crystal would grow exponentially larger when your crystal was destroyed, the shards that were taken from you were taken from the core crystal. So what is left is approximately a three-inch dull blue fading to like a burnt black on the bottom crystal. Uh, that is one whole crystalline piece like that you could go buy from like a healing crystal shop, right? Yeah. That is still in your staff. So there is nothing actually broken off of it. The extra facets were just removed magically, if that makes sure, sense. Sure, but this current crystal isn't like cracked, I guess is what it I'm is asking. not. It is just kind okay. of dull and uh, lacking okay. indecision, if you will. Yeah, because I imagine like when Ozal first got the crystal, it was quite small because it, it used to fit on a necklace uh, from Strahd's wife, and now it's obviously quite large and was sort of taken back down. So, are, are you I just that wanted Ozal's a grower, not a shower? <coughs> Concealed carry, baby. Yeah. Um, Snub nose. I'm a Jesus. I'm gonna roll you portent privately. Okay. And uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, any other downtime activities? Anyone else? I'll also get one corruption point for the spell recovery. Yes. Or shadow point, I think is what you called it. Yes, correct. Um, I will also be resting to restore spells, but I can take the standard half spell replenishment. Okay. And sorry, during the storm, you said we can only interact with party members. Uh, well. Yes, but I, I do like Max's point that when you're learning a language, it's not just you're learning it from one person. You are practicing using undercommon to each other. So I'm actually going to say that you guys can take another one single point to undercommon, uh, working towards that, that total number. Um, nice. But yeah, no, it was a very fair point. I like that um, because it's a dialogue, right? You're all practicing. So the only other thing I would ask is uh, asking the captain about the... Uh, voice we heard about warnings of death. <laughs> uh, yeah, how do you say it to him? Okay. Uh, Captain Durden, what of those warnings of death? Do you fear death? He kind of looks at you, kind of looking you up and down. I can't really die. Um, I'll be reborn, though, in, back into the Shadowfell, so no. It's a natural part of life, my boy. If I put stock in every creature that threatened me to die, I would not be the seaman that I am today. Superstition and nonsense, and he kind of brushes it off. I nod and, uh... Un and accept his answer and maybe not fully satisfied but okay you do uh, the night begins to pass uh, the seas are rough you make sleep where you can on the lower decks um, it is hard to find sleep but eventually you do get there shifts pages here really quick the storm that we're in Cody does it appear just to be like a normal storm this isn't like a like a hurricane or like a tsunami or nope. like the, <clears throat> the crew doesn't seem like too bothered by it uh, the crew is struggling actually really hard. I've, I've rolled some stuff behind the scenes. Actually, you can stay zoomed all the way out, Zach. Well, just to the core part of the map. The the crew is a little bit rattled. Uh, this is a little bit bigger storm than what their boat normally handles, but they seem to be swiftly taking care of things as they come. Um, as the five of you are sleeping, it's almost as if your consciousness merges and ascends above the boat and you're looking down on the ship in the water this dark watery sea and something begins to change it's subtle at first 
as this hand begins to emerge under the boat. And you're slowly rocking. The crew begins to yell. Things begin to come more dire as it plunges out of the water and encapsulates your ship. Slowly, but surely, grasping you and taking you under the waves. I need constitution checks from everyone in the party, please. Ozal got a 16. Stolas got a 13. This is under saving throws, right? Correct. Constitution oh. saving throw. Uh, if you are within 10 feet of burn, you get to add 4 to the roll. Uh, this is burns. 16. So Marius. 7 plus 4 would be 11. And Zothus has an 8. Okay. If you will please direct yourselves to the next map and I will explain what is happening. You awaken from the highest number, which I believe is Ozal Marius, who awaken at the same time with 20, followed by Stolas with 17. Um, Burn. Oh, I'm sorry. Burnin. Yeah. Burnin. Burnin Ozal awaken first. Uh, Then Stolas, then Marius, then Zolthus. And you are surrounded by an ethereal green glow. As the ship around you has transformed through this fog into a glowing green ghost ship. Um, These two layers are the same layer uh, on their map. So we have this kind of tattered, for our audio listeners, this tattered helmed ghost ship that has two main layers. The bottom layer is the same as this one on this current map. The only difference is you have removed the sails and I have put markings down um, as to where what defines stairs kind of going up or down, what defines doors and what defines uh, potential egress in the ground. You may move freely between the two, use either or both and go ahead and place yourselves where you awaken. Uh, I think I'll just stay here. (laughs) Nice. Uh, You can go ahead and take off your markers, too. You awaken prone. Go ahead and give me some some reactions to this situation. Last you knew, you were aboard the wave cutter, and now you are on some sort of spectral ship in the mist. Um, Does this ship... I know the graphic is a bit different, but... Does this ship register to Ozal as if we're on the same ship, or this is a totally different ship? This is totally different. It is foreign. As you open your eyes looking up, there's this etheric green glow. The wood feels rotten and moldy and wet. It's almost as if the waves, as they crash into the ship, go through the whole ship as if it's only semi-real. You look up and see these spectral, tattered um, sails flapping in the wind, and it is eerily 
silent. Um, and as far as we can see, there's there's no, none of the existing crew members are with us. No. This is troubling, Burn. Um, Ozal will use his uh, ethereal sight to see if there's anything that is um, in the ethereal plane. Nope. The oh, ship yeah. itself registers as if you are on some sort of ethereal plane. It doesn't change. It doesn't go ghostly. You can't see through it. It's almost as if whatever is happening or has happened to you is either an overlapping plane or you were on the plane. You're a little bit unsure. And we can still see water around us. Like the storm that we were in is is calm, but there's still water or there's nothing. If we look it's... over the edge of the the stern, I guess. You look over and get this feeling of being sick that like looking into the water itself this murky black inky substance that when it rolls through the ship almost as if it's not there there's no salt spray there's no ocean smell it's utterly silent in your own breath it's as if sound ceases to exist in this place other than you talking amongst yourselves um, well, are we in free flow or? Yeah, you are in free flow. Um, Ozal will lean over the edge and mage hand just to see if there is water or if it's just that black, you know, like yeah. a 60 feet down. Is there water? Roll me a d6. Uh, d6, uh, three. Uh, you take three psychic damage as you attempt right. to pool up this water into your hand and your brain begins to hurt. Ouchie. Um, yeah, Ozal will say, be very careful falling off board. Won't be so easy to bring you back. Um, can Ozal cast light also just to give us more light? Um, sure. I will do that. Uh, what is the radius of your light, just out of curiosity, so I can set it in the background here for you? 30 feet of bright light, 30 feet of dim light, so 60 feet total. You got it. Bright light, dim light. Who wants to go next to figure out my boat puzzle? I'm sorry, it's 20 feet. My apologies. Nah, I'll leave it at 20 foot radius, which is a 40 foot circle. Mm-hmm. Burn gets up as he's, you know, a little confused. Where, where have we gone to, Ozol? What, what's going on here? It seems we may be on a, a, a plane. We may have plane shifted, Burn. I'm not quite sure how or why, but did you have the strange dream as well of the hand? I did. No, it's last a relief. I re- last I remember, I was drinking ale from my mug. Root beer, sarsaparilla. Surprisingly, it still works. <laughs> it is surprising. Barovia's gone, but the magic still holds. Should we go below deck and see if there's anyone else on board? Oh, my head. What is going on here? 
Well, well, where are we? I couldn't even begin to explain this, but it's a relief that you all are here with me. And meanwhile, Stolas is doing that owl thing where their head is spinning around all over the place, just trying to figure out where the heck he is. Uh, does anything stand out uh, to Stolas? Uh, yeah. Well, what's your passive perception, if I may ask? Uh, let's see. Where are you? Marius is 23. Oh, I'll get to you. No worry. Yeah. Where the heck do I find that? Uh, Left-hand side, all the way down, it'll say passive perception. Oh, 11. Wisdom. 11. The first thing that jumps out at you is to your west. Uh, the Helmsman's wheel seems to be steering on its own with this ethereal glow. There is no ghost, there's no creature. It literally is just spinning left and then right and then left and then right, making no sound. There's no squeaking. There's no click, 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 click. There's no thump of the rudder hitting one side or the other. It just cycles all the way left as far as a boat's uh, main wheel would. And then when it stops, goes all the way to the right. Now, normally when a boat does this, it causes it to change trajectory. Your boat just keeps passing through the waves. Um, wow. Can I um, see anything below these slats in the deck here? Like, um, like I was standing kind of on top there. I don't know if I can, with dark vision, I don't know if, or with his light, can I see anything below? Uh, it just goes down to another section of boat. Um, this is technically the uh, cargo loading area. It is locked from underneath. You can see these giant um, cog-like clamps that clamp from below as if there's some sort of mechanism to open it from the lower decks to load cargo into the lower areas of the ship. Um, can you highlight where, where this lock would be, please? Uh, they would be at the four corners of this square. Oh, there's four locks. Yep. It's almost as if, um, pictured if you were below deck, there would be some sort of chain and pulley system that when operated, you could probably operate one person by hand to pull some sort of lever or wheel that would cause these doors to kind of accordion up and out. Sure. Um, Ozal will look to um, Zothis and say, are you handy with picking locks, boy? I grew up doing it. So I'll also um, advise uh, I can teleport if necessary through any walls and return. Okay. But, uh, let's see, we can... Should I move to, uh, do I have to actually physically move towards the locks area to start picking it? Yeah, I'll allow you to inspect it, uh, and then I'll take Marius's passive perception. I think that's what you wanted, Max. Is that what I heard correctly? Uh, yeah, since you said you had a, you were asking for it, my passive perception is 23. Okay. I will come back to that, because that's important. Uh, Zoltis, um, there are... Four potential mechanisms you could check out on this main grate to see if there is some sort of mechanical way of prying it open from the top. 
There's also a door to your left and right. The little eye symbols are technically doorways. Uh, that's the old school yeah. pen and paper D&D terms. When, also, the, um, oh, go ahead. when Ozal holds the crystal above this uh, grating here, can we see anything beneath the deck? Nope. It is shadows. Your light does not penetrate through this barrier. Um, mm. What if I was to put light on a marble and throw the marble down? Uh, you'll have to try it. I will try it. Okay. You change your light perspective and you drop the marble down and through. Yeah, just through like these little um, checkerboard things. Okay. So give me one second here. I'm pulling up uh, sure. markers of interest here. Uh, so two and five are the doors. Three is the main cargo hold. As you drop it through area three, you see the marble drop through. The light spell disappears. And then it hits you on the top of the head as the marble falls from the sky. Hitting you on the brim of your hat, falling back down through the grate, and then disappearing. Does it repeat or no? No. It only happens once. Hmm. There seems to be some magic in this cargo hold. There's magic afoot. Do with my <laughs> passive <laughs> subtract <laughs> one token from your your one? I got those from Terrace in like episode two. I think I have like forty of them still. But yeah, it sucks. Okay, Max, with your but before I jump to use all this here, Max, with your passive perception, you take in the doors. You see the marble happen. You also notice that not only is the main helmen, helmsman's wheel turning. Uh, but item fours, I could be zoom out a little bit for our viewers here. I have put a four and a six on. Uh, four, which is the rudder chain, seems to be dropping and raising. Uh, typically, or not the rudder chain, I'm sorry. The anchor chain seems to be lowering and raising. And it corkscrews up to the top, which is how you know that the anchor is up. And then spirals down rapidly faster as if the anchor is dropping. With no sound, there's no psh in the water of the anchor. There's no clunk, 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 at the chain coming up. And then for option six, uh, to the bow of the ship, the bow of the ship is not moving in time with the movement of the ship. It's almost as if this pole that sticks off that, um, uh, if, like, if you go up, there's like a, um, why can I not think? There's a sail that is attached between the upper sails and the front of the ship. Uh, it is moving counter to the swaying of the ship as if the physics don't match up those are the other things to take in hmm. and you said the, the you said the doors are locked correct I have not said anything about the doors no one has inspected them oh okay never mind then I thought I thought I heard you say something along those lines because two the, and five two, are doors two right? and five are doors and number three is a cargo hold and then the arrows pointing up or down are separations between the mast deck and the captain's deck. So you can go up the stairs and go up to the captain's deck and check out the wheel, the rudder, or you can go up and check out the mast, which is six. Uh, alternatively, the next map down will be the cabins, uh, which is where doors two and five lead. Oh, okay. I should I spoiled the cabins, but the next area, which is the next right. map. So, Well, thank you. Yes. Zolthus, 
uh, to resolve your action here, what are you looking for on these accordion-style um, cargo hold doors? They're like a... When you reach down to feel them, they feel like a galley ship's steel-barred accordion-style cargo hold doors. So you could walk across them, you could move them, they're all slightly cold to the touch, uh, whereas the wood is kind of damp and moldy and almost feels like it's going to give at any moment as if the ship is decrepit. What are you looking for? And so there was no... We did uh, not see a lock on here either? There are four potential mechanisms which you could check out to see if you could cause the doors to move. Oh, okay. But I'm gonna, if you want to look for a potential quote-unquote lock on number three, I'm going to have you roll either investigation uh, or... Um, Oh shoot! What's the other one for searching max? Not perception. No, I'll have your own investigation. Investigation. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, and with my passive of seventeen, I have a two quick question. Do I also notice the physics difference with the battleship? Sure. Yeah. Uh. And do I notice from here any locks on the doors? Yes, there are. Distance? kind of these old, decrepit, iron-banded doors that you would see on a galley ship. Um, they have locks. Whether or not they are locked, you have not checked yet. And ones I would possibly recognize? or um... well, I don't know. You want to go check it out? You want to touch uh, the door? I'll... Um... What if it's a mimic? I wouldn't do that <laughs> to you. Or would I? I don't know. Um, I'm going to... Don't feel great about opening this big gate, considering the mar- what happened with the marble. Um, but you're fine standing on it. Well, I'm I'm moving towards the door. Um, okay. Do you walk across it or do you walk around? Uh, <laughs> I'm just curious. I, I suppose you know. I already walked because uh, I went around. Oh, it's all here. So yeah, I suppose I do step on it. Okay. Without thinking, you step on this grate after kind of inspecting it. Roll me nothing, because nothing happens. You walk across it just fine. Wow, <laughs> you got to do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so. oh, audio listeners, the sweat that's happening right now on this ghost <laughs> ship. Ooh. Uh, Spooky. Spooky. So I inspect, before I touch this lock, I inspect it uh, with investigation then? Yeah, what are you uh, inspecting for? Uh, to see if I recognize it. I've... Grew, I grew up, as I said, picking locks, so it, I would have a pretty good repertoire of what's uh, what's what. Yeah. Um, instead of using investigation, because you already know there's a lock, give me a history check for lock lore. Oh, no. That's not good compared to my investigation. <laughs> you can see the lock. You don't have to investigate to find it. It's there. Oh, my God. Not again. <laughs> This is actually perfect a, for, for this a t- theme. A two. Uh, a critical failure for, for our friends listening. Um, God, this My is investigation so is a plus nine, too. Damn it. Dang, kid. You, uh, you get the oofs. <laughs> Damn you, you lean down and look at the lock in the door. And as you really try to focus on it to recall all of your... I don't want to say thieving knowledge, because that maybe has a, a negative impact, but your lock lore 
this encyclopedia inside your head of things you have picked and, you know, using different picks and raking techniques and different holds and, you know, what kind of pick works best. And as you try to focus on it, it's almost as if the lock itself begins to kind of like static out of existence and then pops back in and you, you can't fathom focusing on it as you take four psychic damage. Does he roll the D100s? Uh, sure, go ahead and roll D100s. Alright, I, I uh, recoil back as I grab my head. Sorry, I'm trying to find the... There we go. Just one, correct? Yeah, I roll correct, a 40. Just one. Okay. And that was four points, sorry, of damage. I'm sorry, did you catch that? Sorry, I muted myself because my dog's whining here. Uh, you yeah, receive a short-term madness. Roll D100s again. Uh, 41. 41. This is so amazing. The character begins babbling and is incapable of normal speech or spellcasting. Roll a d10. For the next two minutes, this effect carries on. Am I aware of what I'm... So if I try to speak, or I'm just uncontrollably? Uh, let's say uncontrollably. That sounds fun to me. Okay. <laughs> uh... Just incoherent nonsense about locks and picks and the door existing but not existing. Um... So this, were you able to pick the lock? I look at Ozal and start to speak nonsense about... Uh, the lock, it was there. It's, uh, it's gone. It's, it's, it, where, where'd it go? I can't. Wait, wait, where? Who's, who are you? Who? With the lock. It's, it's, I had it. It's gone. The lock begins to yourself grow a face and mock you as you were talking to Ozal. You were the only person that sees it. Uh, but it taunts you, saying that you can't pick me. I'm better than you. Sad Squidward face. And then goes back to being a normal lock. Uh, Ozal, how do you respond yes. to Zolthus's mania? Uh, well, I mean, it happened <clears throat> as he was doing the lock right in front of me, so I feel like they perhaps are related. Uh, I'll look to Marius and say, should we try to break the lock, Marius? What do you think we should do? There might be more here on the deck we could look at. Say, maybe we need to sink up the ship in some way. Because if you look over there, and he points, you know, towards the east, uh, that doesn't seem to look right to me. It seems to be disjointed in some way. Um, could... at number six? Yep, towards number six. And then number four over here seems to continue moving and collapsing. I haven't 
tried touching anything yet, but I'll, Marius and Burn will go over this direction and see if we mess with the anchor swivel, if that stops, if we touch it and if it does anything. Yeah, buddy. Um, it's a weird feeling. Uh, as I'm going to have you put one on one side and one on the other because technically it turns like counterclockwise or I'm sorry, clockwise uh, to pull the anchor up. Um, it's almost as if you reach out to grab it and in in your mind's eye, you could swear your hands pass through it and then it's almost like they zip glitch back and then finally find purchase on these planks of wood. And as it starts beginning going down, you catch it and it stops. And you feel the weight of this phantom anchor that you can't hear, you can't see. Um, do you guys begin to push? Uh, trying to retract the anchor. To pull it up from yeah. the water? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you guys begin to go clockwise as it begins to click. Click. And it's the first noise you have heard in this space. Outside of your own breath, your own voices click 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 and the two of you i'm just going to give it to you for free since you guys are working in tandem together and burn has immense strength marius isn't super weak you're able to bring it up now give me an intelligence check from either burn or marius or if one of the other wants to assist the other uh in some form of investigation check if they're both proficient or if one person's proficient uh to figure out how to hold the anchor in place And or if you have like a history skill that you could use, maybe for like historical ships or something, right? That'd be kind of a fun alternative if that helps you more. I'm not sure. Uh, but but and I are not the studied ones. We're not very smart. Okay, you can always call for help. You get three of the teammates. If one of them wants to. Okay, uh, Stolas, let's pass it off to you. I haven't heard from you in a little while. Uh, yeah, so, uh, seeing what happened to Zothus there, uh, Stolas is definitely not gonna touch anything this time. Although, um, I am kind of curious. Do you think that the effects of messing with a lock could be avoided with a mage hand? Like, if I attempted to break a lock... Or pick it I, without I will physically give, touching it? I will give you this for free. Zolthus never actually touched the lock. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I just looked at it and I went I went mad. He, he went oh, to man. inspect it, and then with the critical failure of his lock lore, his mind could not perceive it. This is this is Cody the Dungeon Master telling Dini the player the situation of what is happening. So Zolthus's mind could not perceive it. Which is what caused the madness. From Stolas's point of view, all he did was look at it without touching it, and you see him grab his head in pain, uh, almost like kind of shake his head and like begin babbling, like "What? What?" Almost, almost like watching someone having a small psychotic break uh, in real life. Wow. Okay. Well, in which case, Stolas is going to go up to Zathus and tell him, "Snap out of it." And then mage hand him across the face. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, How dare you? Give me a... It doesn't deal damage, so you just... Phantom hand. Ooh. Uh, 
Zoltis, give me an, uh, a saving throw of some kind. Something mind-related, either wisdom or intelligence. Let's say wisdom. Uh, that probably makes more sense in my Dungeon Master oh, brain. Oh, I was going to say my intelligence is a bit higher, but yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, Look for 10 or higher. 17. 17. You feel what should be a, this phantom hand that, that can manipulate physics slap you across the face as you take two points of uh, bludgeoning damage from the hand. Now, in in your, we'll say other reality, because I don't want to give away where we're at or what's going on, whatever is happening, Stolas's mage hand has gained some sort of physical, tangible handship. That sounds terrible. Uh, and you are saved out of this short-term madness. And the effect ends. Feeling Stolas. less stupid? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know what happened. I was, I just looked at the lock and. Yes, well, step away hey. from the lock. Let's not touch it oh. anymore. I take a step back and. Uh, thanks, Dolas. You step Thank on the you. grate again. Uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 I step over here. Oh, and I, bad. but I do thank, I do thank Stolas and say, uh, uh, I appreciate that. Stay out of trouble. <laughs> okay. Uh, Stolas uh, is just going to kind of wander up here and take a look around to see if maybe anything at all stands out in area six. Yep, just the disjointed bow of the ship that seems to be bobbing and moving through itself, almost like in a video game where it's glitching or physics are not matched up. Uh, that's the best way I can kind of describe it. Um, sorry for breaking the D&D &D immersion there. Uh, but yeah, it begins to flow and move through itself in this kind of ethereal way, uh, moving counter uh, against the way the ship is actually flowing, um, as if physics is backwards. Wow. Um, Ozol will be very intrigued by the sound of the anchor okay. and so he'll move down the bow um, and and kind of gesture to Zothis and say I think I have something that can undo this lock but let's look into this anchor and uh, he'll again we have not confirmed if anything is locked yet just as a heads up but oh yes okay but yeah like I, I have an idea of how we can get this door open okay <clears throat> um and so you said that they're in the process of pulling this anchor up, but they're trying to figure out how to make it stay? Uh, yeah, so they have it all the way up. It's as far as it will go. They have stopped moving. They're kind of leaning against it, and they're looking at the, the central shaft. Typically on these kinds of boats, there is some sort of wedge or... Yeah, it's like a tire iron usually Yeah, like for older boats. Yeah. Uh, but they the, between the two of them, they're kind of talking back and forth. Well, I don't know what to do. I mean, we have it up. Why is it not staying? As you kind of saunter over. Um, I mean, do I see that uh, piece Marmous. of metal anywhere? Oh, uh, no, you do not see anything that that should be there. You can roll investigation, perception. Uh, if you have magic, maybe you have mending. You could try and um, mend these two parts together. Oh, are they broken? I don't I know. I think you could just like combine two non-broken. I mean, parts. it's like welding, and there's a cap and like a central spiral piece you probably could meld the top to the outside ring that holds the posts and 
um, give you ideas for what you want to do, but I mean, you know. You're, you're saying to, like, prevent the the spokes, I guess, if you will, from rotating. Correct. You um, could, if you wanted to, you could find a way to lock it into place without having a tire iron. Potentially. I would what almost say that the best idea would probably be for Burn to sort of press horse cutter into the deck. You know, wedge it to force uh, vertically to keep that thing You from want spinning. him to leave his legendary sword, the horse cutter? Well, behind? he has two swords. He could use the other one. Or if Ozal's sword is, is long enough, it's a short sword. I don't think it would be long enough. I mean, it's not that far. I mean, it's like five feet wide. You, you probably could make it happen. You just gotta okay. stick it in one area. Yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, uh, unsheath my sword and hand it to Burn and say, see if you can't wedge this to prevent the anchor from dropping Burn. Uh, please remove your sword from your inventory. Uh, you can just unequip it. Um, sure. Hopefully um, I'll get it back, but worst case. Marius, uh, give me a strength athletics check from Burn at advantage to ram the sword through this quasi-real ghost boat anchor holder. Strength or athletics or strength athletic. Well, athletics is based off strength, but yes, okay. athletics check at advantage. Advantage. Goliath. Twenty-three. Awesome. Roll me a d6. D6. Two. A thirty-three percent chance, my dude. The sword twists as it goes through this hole, and you hear this. Scraping as the sword is dulled, and he bends it off, jamming the sword into the tire iron hole. Mm. The rudder stays in place. Ah, I got it! Well done, boys. Um, does anything happen now that that has happened, or no? Not yet, but you're on the right track. Um, Ozal will look to the... Um, you said the ship's wheel was sort of articulating on its own, correct? Yeah, so the, the ship's wheel has a center position, and it has a bell on it. Uh, the bell is not ringing currently, but in traditional Mariner style, every time that it turns, you get two turns to the right, and it stops down at the bottom right, meaning that your boat is fully listing to the right. Or uh, star, starboard, I think. Maybe port side. I don't port know. is left. That's okay, the yeah, easy so way to remember. Port is four letters, so is the word left. Awesome. Thank you so much, Badfish. I love you. Uh, and then it does the same thing. It comes to center, stops, and then goes all the way to the port side, stopping at the bottom left. And then comes back to center, and then starboard, center, port. Ozal will um, attempt to hold the wheel, um, I guess, straight. You know, where okay. it's not in the middle of left or right. Okay. Uh, give me a strength athletics check. Okay, uh, strength athletics. Uh, what's that? Uh, 13? Yeah. Strength. You were able to hold it steady. And as you grab it, it is currently uh, halfway from moving from port side to starboard side. Excuse me. And as you begin to turn it to center, you hear this ding from the bell, and then it stops center as you hold it. What would you like to do now? It is kind Continue. of fighting you to keep going too. 
the starboard side, but it's not pushing super hard. Has the ship changed? Um, like, is it is it still appear to be as it was before? Uh, the front of the boat seems to have stopped, but the mast is not aligned. I'll uh, gesture to um, Stolas um, to see if they can't uh, see if you can't align the mast. Stolas will do. Perhaps without this help. Okay. How do we go about uh, aligning a mast? I'm not familiar with ships at all. That's okay. Uh, there's like ropes. Just usually. ropes? Okay. Uh, that you tack. All right. Stolas will attempt to uh, move it in whichever direction that uh, Ozal directs him to. Okay. Uh, it is currently. Uh, Let's see, if it's going from the port side, it is currently on the port side. Uh, and as Ozal brings it to center, it is still leaning port, um, but almost starboard, uh, as it kind of keeps opposite time with which way it's going, if that makes sense. So you would have to move it north for it to be straight. Okay. Well, let's uh, um, let's give that a shot. What do I need to okay. roll? I'm going to say I want you to roll strength checks. Zoltas, you and... Are you participating in this, or is it just Stolas, out of curiosity? Yeah, I'll do the rear. I guess there's a front, and a, we're doing both? I'm not sure, sorry. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, so I'll do the ones in the rear, I guess. Perfect. Uh, there are two ropes, one north of you and one south of you. Same thing for you, Zoltas. Which one would you like to start with? And I could put some X's down here on the map just to make it a little easier for you to look at. Yeah, like here and here, right? Those, yeah. yeah. Those little notches. Right. Let me get my drawing tool out here. The other one's here. We'll say here. Okay. And here. And then here. And here, and again, I'm sorry if there's like a historical expert out there, and you're like, "Hey, that's not that's not technically how it works or where they go." It's D and D, okay? You know, I don't know everything about boats, uh, but the X's will be our ropes. Okay. So uh, we just choose one at random, or yeah. Well, I, I'll have you inspect it first as you walk south on the map still lost your rope seems to be broken halfway through but still floating in air as if it is taut but there is hmm. a clear break or divergence in the actual rope itself that's odd um would it help if i flew up and inspected it maybe with my hands to see if there's something there that I can't see? Yeah, sure. I'll, you can do that. I'll just give it to you as a freebie. You uh, use your wings to kind of hover, glide, fly uh, along the length of this rope, uh, going from where it's at all the way way out front to the mast. And about halfway in between, you kind of feel both sides of the rope, and you can pass your hand through it. 
It is clearly cut, dilapidated, broken, frayed, you know, however you want to phrase it. It is no longer connected. But it is still taut as if the memory of the rope is there, but the physical necessity of the rope being one piece is not there. Hmm. Okay, so I'm assuming that by moving this, it will still work based on that uh, logic. You so, could try. I mean, yeah. there's a couple things you could do. You could try uh, to pull those all back in. You could try mend it. You could try and get another length of rope and try and tie it together and tether it. You could use some sort of magical means to hold it, maybe. All kinds of options to you. You could even try and pull... I, I will say, just to make sure I don't dislead you here, you try to pull the two pieces of the rope together to tie them, and they don't move. Okay. Does Ozlal hear this, or notice that mending may help, I guess, from his position? Um, well, Stolas, how would you like to communicate this to the crew? Uh, yeah, so... Stolas is a little confused by what he's seen, but... And he explains to everybody, listen, um, it looks like everything is functioning. I just don't see what is causing this to happen. So we can give it a shot if you'd like me to move it now. Um, but the rope is broken. But you're still going to try it with the rope broken? I just don't, I don't know if it's like a... Maybe something on the ship is phasing in and out. Or mm. if there's maybe just nothing there at all. The wheel. Um, okay, so I don't know anything about boats. So sure. is there a direction that Ozol thinks that turning this wheel would align the, with the mass that is there. That Try Stolas it. Has. Do you want to turn port or do you want to turn starboard? <clears throat> to the, I guess, starboard. Okay. You begin to turn the mass to starboard. Stolas, as you're kind of talking to him, like, turn it, turn it around, right? Giving him backing up instructions. Um, as he begins Jack to turn Ash. it, the, the, <laughs> exactly, the ropes begin to reappear on this side, and as you look across to the other side, they begin to disappear. Hmm. That is curious. Do I notice the same back here? Those ropes are intact. It seems to be just the front that is the issue. Okay. Um, can we attempt to do the ones <coughs> back here to see if it helps? To there you go. Do you want to let some line in or out? Um, I'll ask Marius to jump on the one below so we can do it together. Um, and I suppose I'll pull some line in and he releases some. Yeah, okay. And so it goes, I guess, to the left, right? Sure, I yeah. can do that for you. So yeah, I shout over to him. All right, together now. And we uh, pull the ropes. And I don't go mad touching them, right? And, and what do <laughs> no, they feel? I guess the better question is, what do they feel like? Uh, yeah, so you you guys together work out, kind of moving it left, right, up, down, and figure out how to let the ropes out. And as you do that, it's this slimy texture. Uh, almost like if you've, if you've had, like, 
rope like sitting out in the elements and you like go to pick it up after it's rain and been out there for several weeks i don't know if anyone's ever done like farming or anything like that i don't even know if i'm just talking out of my ass right now or not uh but it feels frayed and dilapidated and brittle while being wet at the same time it is a full-blown oxymoron of how it should feel but you are able to let it out as ozal kind of adjusts the wheel to be perfectly to where the two brakes are and stolas you see as it slides out that the ropes catch the sails inflate even though they are ripped and broken the mast aligns and you hear click click and the boat goes back to being silent did you all hear that something happened Ozal, there is no longer pressure on the wheel. The boat seems to be going in a direction it should be going. Well, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Ozal will gently let go of the wheel and observe what happens. Nothing happens. It stays the course. What are the ropes on the front? They are perfect. The mast is realigned. The ropes are there. The sails are full. You assume the two clicks are probably the doors below you um the doors two and five yes i'm sorry you said what about those doors you i i lost you just a second there you heard two clicks one from each door oh i see from two okay. and five and they were simultaneous click click um ozal will gesture to to the party that's back here um to come and check out these uh doors now all right, go ahead and move yourselves just to the middle of three, and then I'll drag you down to the next map since there's uh, dynamic lighting on. Yeah, if you're watching, drop a comment. Yeah. We'll give you a shout-out. Got Abdulio, Kensington, Facebook user, Brenton, in the chat. Hello, Facebook user. Okay. Um... We'll pull you two down here, over, clunk. And then I will pull Marius and Dean. Oh, shit. This is inside of these doors. Uh, you have solved the top level puzzle. I got you. Well done. It was a good puzzle. I Thanks, man. It. That was fun, yeah. I did like it. I was going to try to knock like the spell the doors but i, was like, yeah, I, I left like that in there as an option but yeah i, I was like i kind of like where this puzzle's going though okay um both of these doors are unlocked and the cool thing about these doors is if you click them it pulls up like an option menu and you can hit opened on them if you want to open one or the other okay um so who wants to go where and how i'd like to go left okay door number Two, I guess. Yes, door number two. <clears throat> That's where I want to go. I don't know where the rest of the party wants to go. You approach the door and it opens to you as you enter. Gosh, dang it! I'm there sorry. Is... <laughs> it's fine. You opened <laughs> no, it, go... so I thought you wanted me to go through no, it. You go ahead. And well, put I wasn't in going there. that way. Well, it's fine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you did it already. I saw it. I know. I know. It happened I know. live. How dare you? Uh, Check the tape. There is a skeletal oh, figure. Shit. I just... Laying in a bed. Uh, and it's kind of this um, like gantry area. There's food. Uh, there's like a chopping block area. Um, 
that little square that's blocked off is just blank floor uh, and the bed. And then there's another door south of, uh, west of you um, that is closed. Oh, okay. what's going on? Um, you said that there's a skeleton on the bed. Is it animating or is it appeared just to be like a skeleton in armor? As you walk in, its head just lulls to the side. There's no, like, red pinpricks of light. There is no animation. It's almost as if when the boat was listing, maybe it got jostled. Okay. Awesome. Um, I would like to explore the, I guess, these this area here, if you can mm-hmm. see me. Yeah. Um, are these, um, they're barrels. Um, what are these little things in front of the barrels? Yeah, so these are like crates and sacks of different things. Um, you. I want to go to that treasure chest, bro. Yeah, buddy. It's on the other side of the wall. Oh, no, there's a door there. Sorry, I didn't actually paint the door in because it didn't work when I was trying to do it. Um, so those doors are just open, right? Okay. As a wizard, peering into the ethereal plane, you walk towards these spectral items and try to manipulate them and your hands go through them and you kind of brush your hands back and forth as if these physical objects are not on this plane even though you presume that you are on some otherworldly plane you can see them but you can't touch them same thing with the chest the bed the walls are solid, the floor is solid, the doors are solid, right? Um, does Ozal think that they're on a plane that he can reach, or no? Uh, would you like to roll Arcana, or... Yeah, I'll roll an Arcana check. Something? Uh, 25. 25. Roll me a d6, Ozal. Oh god, not again. A 3 three nothing happens nothing bad happens thank god you focus your mind you reach into yourself you feel the well of theperos and just the the hum the whisper if you will will of cathundrian or magnus and you recall to your mind that you're not upon a plane at all you are asleep on a boat and what is before you is a facade. Something is messing with you. This doesn't exist. And it, it snaps into clarity. And then you hear something deep try to reach out to you. What do you do? Um, I hear something... Um, mentally. Me- mentally. Okay, it's, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. It starts like an echo all around you. And it begins to crush in... And the boat itself disappears. Darkness floods your vision like you're having some sort of fever dream or nightmare. And then you begin to reapproach back into your body on this boat. And you can't quite articulate the feeling, but something is trying to reach. Something's trying to get in. Something's trying to reach out to you, connect with you. Do you accept? Do you decline? Do you want to fight it? Do you want to uh, pinpoint f- it? Fight it and pinpoint okay. it. Uh, one or the other, my man. Pinpoint to, it. To pinpoint it is to accept. Just as fight a heads it. up. Okay. Fight it. You fight it. Give me an intelligence 22 saving throw. What is a 22 intelligence? That 22 is your DC that? 22. To oh, save. I see. Uh, let's see. 
intelligence saving throw is a 23, baby. Ooh. Yo, let's go. Let's fucking go, you baby. You feel something slippery and large. Almost like Ew. you are a goldfish in an aquarium of sharks. And just the shadow of the shark moving over you. It leaves and it does not try to affect you. Um, Ozo will call for Burn and say, Burn, come in here, please. Um, I will need his... Um, where he can kind of detect good or evil um, and say there's something attempting to reach my mind. We're on the boat sleeping now. We've been pulled into this facade. But there's something here controlling this. Charisma check as you try to articulate this feeling before divine sense goes off. Charisma check. Bum, no, charisma saving throw. Charisma saving throw. 16 plus burns bonus. Four. So uh, 20. 20? Okay. You are able to articulate the fact that something reached out to you. Burn, you don't fully understand what he is saying. Ozal is saying you are not here. This place isn't real. But clearly it is. The boat is real. The facade of the boat is still real to you and everyone else around you, except for Ozol. Player versus character knowledge. But yes, divine sense. Go ahead, Marius. Uh, Burn will use his divine sense there inside, as requested, and kind of take a look around. Yeah, uh, roll me a d6. D6. Five. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll me 2d10 while we're talking, and we'll get back to that, because that's for a different table here. Um, the presence of strong evil, evil registers to your senses like noxious odor. Powerful good rings like heavenly music in your ears. As an action, you can open your awareness to detect forces. Until the end of your next turn, you know the location of any Celestial Fiend Fae undead within 60 feet of you that is not behind total cover. You have the type, Celestial Fiend or Undead, uh, of any being whose presence you sense, but not its identity, such as the Count Vampire Strahd, uh, for instance. Within the same radius, you can also detect the presence of a place or object that has been consecrated or desecrated uh, with the Hollow Spell. You can use this feature number time equal to your charisma modifier. Minimum of one. Um, you open your awareness. And what did you roll? 10 Fifteen. Okay. Um, as you do, the spell goes off. Right? It's a spell effect, we'll say. It goes off. And you should be able to have this sonar. The only thing you pick up outside of this boat is the undead creature behind you. It registers as a lawful evil undead creature, but everything else around you comes back utterly blank. And as you do that, you begin to reel. You take 10 points of psychic damage. Okay. And then you feel the same thing Ozol feels. Darkness begins to cloud your vision. You're thrashing on the boat. So much so that the drow crew are holding you down. They have bound your hands and they're attempting to keep you from rocking this small boat in hard water. 
Um, and you could perceive them for just a snippet. Your eyes open, you're babbling, you're mumbling, and they're holding you down. You feel oppressed as, again, you feel like a goldfish inside of a shark tank. Something big reaches out. Do you want to try and pinpoint it? Do you want to accept these words or machinations? Or do you want to try and repel whatever this creature is? Uh, let's see. Burn doesn't really know. He's more curious. He he'll he'll accept whatever is trying to reach out. Okay. You are in a solid confined room now. It is a fifteen by fifteen dirt floor hewn stone cube. Interposed you were sitting in a wooden chair. There's a wooden bucket to your right. There's a wooden table in front of you. And sitting across from you is this aquatic-looking like fish man. You can think like, um, uh, what is his name? Abe from, from like Hellboy. How he's kind of like the missing, missing link fish man kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's laying down cards. And you're, you're holding a, a, a hand of cards as you guys are playing uh, this dragon ante, this classic card game from Dungeons & Dragons. And he just begins to slowly speak. It's your turn. Tick-tock, burn down, bring a tick-tock. Well, did I end up here? Sorry, I defaulted to Marius there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. How did I end up here? Who are you? Hmm. I have many names. But... You may refer to me as Nihilith. How did you end up here? You you accepted my invitation for cards, old friend. We do this all the time. It's a great pastime of ours. Hmm. What happened to my friends and the boat? Um, roll me an intelligence saving throw as you say that. Seventeen for Burn Donbringer. Seventeen, our glorious dungeon master who seems to have muted himself for the dogs. Sorry, um, close, but not close enough. As. Your mind's touch. You forget all about your friends. You forget all about your boat, your fabulous adventure. This person sitting across from you has been your sole friend, and you have always been here. Ah. There's no doors out of this place? There is not. It is a controlled cube. Out in the world, burn here just seems to, like, crumple to the ground. It's actually worse than that. Out in the world, burn, who is kind of talking with you, Ozal, his eyes glaze over. And then? Nothing. He just... What He's did not you talking want? back? Oh, no, he looks at you and he says, what What did you want, Ozal? I'm sorry. I, I, this place is freaking me out. I, Divine sense. No. I, I'm not pulling anything off. I, I see what you're saying. 
We are on the boat, but this place is cursed. Can I roll a perception check to see if I notice those eyes glazing over? Yes. Yes, you can. Nat 20, 28, baby. Holy shit. At the time of times... Oh, I'm sorry. I've been rolling to GM. I'm sorry. That's totally fine. I see it on my side. It is a 28. Yes. And reflected in your pupils, instead of kind of like, you know, with an iris, you get like a little bit of image of yourself. (laughs) Yeah. You see what looks like a giant grinning shark, sort of. It's weird and alien and utterly unsettling. And then Burn looks back into your eyes and he smirks. And just for split seconds, as the eye contact happens, you see Burn locked behind bars, screaming with a voice that does not become his own. Roll initiative. Oh, uh, I love it. Initiative, baby. Just me or everybody? Uh, just you. Nat 20 on the initiative. Let's go. Uh, what the hell? I, I literally selected my token. I, I haven't. I haven't put up the token. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, I know, I did. Marius, being that you have his character sheet up, would you mind rolling initiative for Burn, please? Of course, I can do that. Back to back nat twenties, though. That's that is nuts. Seventeen point one. Um, before this pops off, and before the rest of you notice, and before we get everyone else involved. For the interest of fair play, let's back up this this quiet conversation, what Ozal has noticed, to the other crews. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to close this door. It's not technically closed, but it blocks out what is happening in this room, this interaction from players accidentally spilling over into something that is happening privately. Uh, Marius and Stolos... You see Ozol and Burn just kind of conversing like they normally do, like friends. Nothing has changed. Nothing seems hostile or malcontent in any way. Uh, Burn, everyone's getting headaches on this boat and things don't make a lot of sense. Uh, what are the three of you doing? And however you want to start, go ahead. Oh, Should boy. We- should we go in there with them, or maybe go check out what this other door has to offer? Honestly, I'm a little bit uh, worried about touching anything in here. Why is that? I mean, haven't you noticed how strange everything is here? It's a strange place, but I mean, we've we've been in some pretty strange places in our time. This really isn't too far outside our norm. I guess you're right. Can you use yeah, a glass can, uh... to open the door? A glass? A blast. blast. Oh, a blast. It's hard to understand you sometimes, friend. Hmm. Uh, I, I don't know why. Maybe uh, Stola's good with his Eldritch Blast? I think I'll just use the door handle if we're going to open any doors. <laughs> Could your mage hand open it? Yeah, sure. So, Solus is going to open this door right here. Yeah, go ahead. With his uh, mage hand, I guess. Just in case there's something on it. Uh, Yeah, no, you use mage hand and you open the door. Sorry, I was trying to shift some uh, things over here. Open. 
gonna step through this threshold here. Okay, you step into the adjacent cabin. Um, this one is a well, I can't say it's nicer furnished because the one behind you is pretty nice, but it is decently furnished for us. Um, a slip of this side here. I'll open up yours so the viewers can see here, Zach. Um, it's decently furnished. Do you want to maybe pull Vor onto the board um, and just kind of place him behind? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Stolas. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Um, two things you notice right away. There is a door to your bottom right um, that seems to lead somewhere else. And then there is a stairway to your left and right on either side of where you're at. Uh, there's kind of like this railing that seems to lead lower. Hmm. More pieces of the puzzle. Okay, I guess I'll still also walk up to this one and uh, use a mage hand to also open this door. See if there's anything of interest. It is locked. Oh, this one's locked. Okay. Well, can't go this way. Zach, go ahead and zoom out just a little bit. Please and thank you. Okay. Uh, Marius, do you have any actions you would like to take on your turn? I'm just walking in here, kind of keeping an eye on things. I'll take a look around. Is there anything interesting of note? Uh, yeah, there's more of these ethereal items that you kind of heard Ozal talking about. And it's kind of the same thing. If you were to walk up and touch them, your hand would go through them. Um, there is a stairwell on your north and south that lead further into the boat. Uh, you watch Stolos walk over, and the door is locked. You hear with her uh, mage, or their man, mage hand. Sorry, Zany. Well, while you two head mess with this door, I'm going to go check on the others. Let's not go down a, a level until we've cleared this level. Sound good? All right. I would agree. Okay. We'll pop back to this as you guys are kind of doing that. Ozal, you have the first action. Against the skeleton? Or against Burn? Nope. Marius, I'm going to put you back to where you were, bud. <clears throat> okay. Okay, so um, to recap, I saw this look in Burn's eye of this... Sh you said there was a shark, so Burn appeared as a shark? Or there was a shark in Burn's eye? I didn't quite understand that. So, to recap, yes. You look at Burn and see this glazed over look, and he begins to smirk, and his eyes, we'll say they go black instead of being glazed over, and peering through the pupils instead of your reflection, you see a creature that kind of resembles like a giant prehistoric shark or fish or something, you're not quite sure, uh, and it looks at you with its piercing blue eyes, and as Burn begins to smirk, being that whatever facade or whatever creature has reached out to him, it reveals to you in the eyes an image of burn behind bars, screaming silently as the smile grows wider and wider on his face, his hand gripping horse cutter on his back. This is what I see physically, or this is in his eyes. Uh, physically, he begins grip. to grab his sword, but yes, the burn screaming as his eyes begin to kind of fade back to this glazed over look. Combi. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to do is telekinetic as a bonus action uh, to push burn back five feet. Um, let's see here. Telekinetic. Um, 
Uh, as a bonus action, you can telekinetically uh, shove one creature you can see within 30 feet of you. When you do so, the target must succeed on a strength saving throw, DC 8, plus your proficiency bonus, plus the ability modifier. Um, 15 is what he would need to roll, and I'd be pushing him 5 feet away from me. And that's a dexterity saving throw? Um, sorry, let me see. Uh, strength saving throw, which you probably will pass. Probably. Um, let me pull up Burns' character sheet here. I got and it. Interest- you said you said oh. he wanted a strength saving throw. Yes. Twenty three. Twenty three. Okay. Uh, so that didn't work. Um, I'm going to place the um, crystal towards burn um, and cast. Let me see. Um. Sorry. One second. Okay, so I'm going to cast um, Hold Person on Burn. Um, with the Corrupted Magic, it'll cast at level 3. Um, and with Burn, uh, I'm going to um, give him a, a 7 roll for that. Okay. To paralyze him for uh, so. It's been a while since I've used this spell, but it says choose a humanoid that you can see within range. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be paralyzed for the duration. At the end of its turns, the target can make another wisdom saving throw. On a success, the spell ends on the target. So if uh, seven would do him, then he will be paralyzed. That'd be seven plus his modifiers, correct, Max? Because it, the seven is it just the replaces result of the, the roll. roll. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, whatever wisdom he gets, plus whatever he gets for his cloak and his aura, if you want to add that up, what does that come what, to? What's your DC? Uh, 19? 19. Yeah. Uh, he'll fail by one. Ooh. For Cody, for fair play, is this door actually open or is it closed? It is open. I just closed it to stop the potential of sure, sure, sure. yourself into the scene. But yes, okay. it is open. So Burn is paralyzed for a minute, mm-hmm. um, unless he passes his check. He gets to make a check at the end of each of his turns. So yeah, he is paralyzed for yeah this at his turn. next time. Yep. Um, and then this goal would also be paralyzed if it, I guess, if it's a thing. Uh, it is not a person. It is a creature. It just says a humanoid. It is not a humanoid. A skeleton's not a humanoid. No, sir. Okay, that's fine. Um. If he's he's paralyzed, so he can't take opportunity attacks, correct? Correct. Uh, no. Yeah, he can't move at all. Okay, so Ozal's going to move 10, 20, 30 out the door and shout to um, Zothus. Uh, I think he's the only one he can see at the moment. Say, Zothus, something's happened to burn. Come here. And uh, that is my bonus action, my movement, and my action. As such, my turn is over. Awesome. Burn, before your turn goes off, a couple things happen. Um, the door separating Zothis, I'm just going to move you, oh, and Marius and Stolas closes and then locks. Wonderful. As if the ship has a mind of its own. And then the door behind Burn opens. 
Oop, wrong creature. Boop. Uh, they don't get to act until next turn, but they animate. Uh, Burn, you may take your turn. Do you want to use their first initiative of 17 or 16? Yeah. Sorry, I accidentally just deleted their creature. At the end of Burn's turn, he gets to make another wisdom saving throw. 27. He breaks out. You see Burn's stiff body as he's gripping the sword and his evil grin, his eyes still tracking you as you move. Uh, the doors close. Zolthus looks at you, you yell to him. You look back to Burn and you see his body relax and is no longer tense. Those of you who'd like to join initiative now may do so as we will go back to your turn, Ozol, at the, stop, at the top of the initiative order. Uh, just quick correction. Uh, his eye tracked Oh, yes, thank you. I'm so sorry. I messed that up, didn't I? I appreciate the continuity. 17 point. Got a 13. Uh, Zolthus with an 18.2. us with a 13.17. Uh, Marius with a 14.1. We'll hit descending order. Uh, still, um, I'm sorry, Ozal, you are still first at initiative. Okay, um, we're treating it like a surprise round for those of you who are curious why. Okay, the rest yeah, of yeah, yeah. Um, so Ozal is going to um, uh, reach into his pouch and throw five coins on the ground. Uh, casting a level five slash upcasted level six animate objects. Awesome. Um, which uh, Cody, can you help? Where would that token be again? Uh, oh, I, hold I on just a second because right I'm gonna try and counterspell it. Okay. Uh, uh, from burn? No, from the boat or whatever's ever controlling this fever dream. Get the boat. That's hand boat. <clears throat> oh, hey, I can just do it. Yeah, you cast it at six level. Um, yeah, I, mean, I can't cast it higher than six level. Okay. You throw out the coins and expect them to animate, and they fall through the slits of the deck and disappear. So you're saying you're casting Counterspell like eighth level? Yeah, I'm casting Counterspell. Uh, and I'm going to cast it at seventh level because that's the spell slot I have to do so. Or si I'm sorry, sixth level. Uh, give me one second. Um, Less okay when you cast a spell, you spell slot fourth or higher. The interrupted spell has no effect if its level is less than or equal to the level of the spell slot you use. Okay, that makes sense. Um, well, that's fun. So that was uh, let me subtract this here. Animate objects is my spell. Um, I the them falling through the floor is also a context clue for you for whatever is doing it is below you, just in case you didn't get the subtext there. In the interest of fair play. Um, also in the interest of fair play, is Zothus actually in the same room as me? Is he, Zothus, he's in yes. The, okay, is, I'll, I'll put him five feet this way so he's not actually on the door. Yeah, it's, yeah okay. But that, yes, that's actually yeah, he is currently the in the threshold. same space. Hmm. Um, hmm, I'm going to move... Are these, these are five foot squares, right? I 
think so. They should be. <clears throat> Where's my ruler tool? Perfect. Yeah. 510. Yep. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 to here. And um, I will uh, end my turn. That's all I can do. Okay. Uh, just as a heads up, those stairs are Ooh, heading actually. up to the next map. Um, I'm just on the stairs. I'm not moving up the yeah. map. Oh, yeah. No, you're good. Sorry, if I could just double check one thing. I'm going to attempt to push Burn back five feet again. Okay. To his left. Uh, the It is a... Uh, uh, using telekinetic... Um, the save is a 15, and it's a strength saving throw. He fails. Uh, he fails. All right, he'll move five feet to his left. Because um, I don't really want to hurt Burn, but I don't... I need to... You may not just, have a choice. Yeah, exactly. And actually, just let me delete these little coins. Uh, and that's the end of my turn. <clears throat> um, can I delete this door? Are you guys okay with that? If yes. I just take it off? Okay. Yeah. I will take off these doors on this layer. Uh, the ones that are just open. I didn't want to take away the opportunity if you want to do something cool with it. No, you're good. They do kind of get in the way just a little bit. Okay. Uh, Zoltis, you are next. Alright. Um, from... Have I... Also, I guess have either neither of us would have realized that Burn has. Um, made you know, some, uh, Ozal has yelled that something is wrong, but Burn has not moved, but he has been pushed, and Ozal did not tell you that he is no longer paralyzed. So you saw him get moved. Burn has not taken a turn yet, other than seeing his body relax. But I'm going to say you were probably couldn't see him from where you were standing. Uh, so you do not know whether he is still paralyzed or not because it was not communicated to you. He he survived or uh, broke the madness that he was in. Correct from the check. No, he is still quite mad. Oh, sorry. I thought he broke uh, survived a oh, check no. there. I misunderstood that. Um. Okay. Ah, uh, jeez. I'm going to I'm going to teleport up to this corner here um, would I be visible if I was oh sorry I can't remember. would I be visible here if I um if someone came through the door, like, would they know I'm here? Uh, are you teleporting or are you walking over there? I was going to teleport so I have the resistance to slashing and piercing and bludgeoning. Uh, you can attempt to do so. Alright, I'm going to teleport there and then hold action, uh, an attack, a sneak attack or attack action, I suppose. Okay. If anyone comes through the door. I am going to have you roll a d10, because teleportation on this boat is quite strange. Okay, uh, d10, a two. You fail. 
You go to teleport, you step through the shadows, and where you expect to be behind the the corner, you reappear in the same spot. And as you look around in astonishment, you realize you teleported to where you wanted to go, and you were rerouted to where you were. And would I have... I would become ethereal still, I assume. Mm -hmm. Yep, you still keep all the same effects. Um, You were just rerouted. Okay. Uh, The only other thing... I don't think my crossbow can reach... Can it reach 60 feet? Sorry, I'm not sure how to check my range. Okay, I, can, can I see, since that door opened, what that those enemies are there? Oh, yeah, the door the door behind you that opened, you can make out glowing red eyes of these standing animated skeletons. Okay, and I do have 60 feet of dark vision as well. So, you do. Uh, so I'm going to take a shot then at that, that creature, because uh, it looks uh, unfriendly. And... Uh, I 28 hits 28 yes with 13 piercing okay and I think that's my uh, I think that's everything from, from yeah me. you see it this bolt that you fire pierces and hits right in the chest of this half plate armor uh, and the skeleton kind of reels and stands back up uh, or, or back to normal he didn't actually fall down uh, he you know, kind of writes himself and just cocks his head at you. Uh, and its jaw begins to articulate, you think, in maybe a grimace or a smile. You're not quite sure. Uh, and now it's my turn. Uh, let's see. This skeleton dashes to you, Ozol. Um, Where did it come from? The one that was on the bed? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's his uh, action, though, right? The dash? Correct. Copy that. Oh... Zoltis, I want you to know I messed up the armor class now that I'm looking at this abilities. So I will take the hit this time. Uh, but they have some stuff going on when they are grouped up. Uh, or within a certain radius of each other. So just keep that in mind. Their AC is not 17. It. Mm. He rolled the 28. Yeah, I know. I'm just thinking about it. I want to let everyone know, I guess. They have additional effects for being in a pack with each other. Just as a heads up. Uh, that is as far as they can move. And Zoltis, returning to you, I, uh, you are going to get two shots headed your way. One and two, 18 and 14. I have my armor classes is 18. Okay, so only one hits. Um... Dealing a whopping three piercing damage, and I need you to make a charisma saving throw. Five. Okay. 
these creatures, for just a split second, you see long dead Viking warriors, and they horrify you. Uh, you are feared of the one that hit you. We're going to say the front one. Uh, you get a Christmas saving throw at the end of each turn. Um, and essentially, you can't willingly move towards that creature. Do I have one for fear? You should. Uh, Burn, Dawnbringer, your turn. Um, is there any save for Burn to break this mind control that's got going on with him? Uh, not today. Okay, cool. Oh, Sweet. sorry. Quick thing. I have resistance to piercing. Does that matter against the three damage? Uh, so you take one. It's half rounded down. Cool. Sorry. Uh, Marius, to fill you in since you are playing the role of Burn... These four gentlemen are now your friendly ally. You have been possessed for the next 24 hours is when your next save is, or until you become unconscious, at which point, if you are brought back up, you can attempt to save again. Roger that. Now, there are other associated effects and other things that can do that, but this creature that has possessed you is also a special creature. It has done so in their lair. So there are also those factors to manner, manage. Excuse me. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Burn will move to here. Okay. Uh, at which point he... He doesn't know about the teleportation problems, but he, he is, is... not affected by them either. Well, he is going to attempt to Misty Step... Ozol, my friend, where are you going? And be on the other side of at the top of the stairs of Ozol. Okay. I'm going to put you stuck in the wall just to yep. symbolize that. Yep. Or I guess we can move you up a layer if you want. Nah, it's fine here. Okay. And uh, he still has his main action, so he'll, mm -hmm. he'll take a swing on Ozol with a horse cutter. Uh... Great Weapon Master, advantage for flank. A fifth, 10 to hit? Yeah, because it does minus do the actual math. Because the Great Weapon Master skill. So he would have added 10 damage if he had hit. But he misses with his first attack. Second attack. Uh, 17 AC. Um, or let me uh, take a look see here let's see sorry give me one second you're good um Ozol will cast shield as a reaction uh, to deflect that blow and that'll be using one of my stored spell slots. That is it for burn. Marius Rodari. The door in front of you has locked. Uh, lovely. Stolas, we've been locked in. Uh, I hear combat going on on the other side. 
Forget about Apparently. that door. Let's get out there. Um, mm, let's see here. You said it has locked. Trying to see if I have anything to help with the door. Well, that's unfortunate. Let's see here. About the best I can do is take my mace out and start bludgeoning it, and I'll, uh, Hit it with a booming blade of the the mace. Start trying to tear it down. <coughs> okay. Um, roll an attack roll, uh, or how many of our attacks you're going to do. You need at least 10 to hit, and it has a damage threshold of 16. Okay. I'm sorry, 15. 22, seven, eight points of damage. Okay, not quite enough to get through. Uh, you hit. Um, I will note here that you did... It's going to take it down one on the damage threshold. So now it's a damage threshold of 14, uh, because it descends each time you hit until it breaks. Cool. Uh, that is it for uh, Marius. Okay. Still us. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move up to essentially where Marius is. going to cast Eldritch Blast on the door. Where's my spells here? Here we go. 24 hits. Uh, dealing 5 force damage. Its damage threshold is now 13. Okay. 11 does not hit. Uh, or do, it does not. Quote, unquote. Oh, yeah. Wait. Hold on. I'm losing my gourd here. I'm so sorry. Uh, 10 to hit. Yeah, it does hit. Um, and moving that damage threshold to 12. Anything else you'd like to do, Solas? Uh, yeah, uh, can I move through this door? It, or if it's, is it not destroyed yet? It is not destroyed yet. So essentially what's happening is each time you hit the door, if you don't meet the damage threshold, the door doesn't take damage, but its durability lowers. Um, it's, a, it's, it's called a scaling threshold. So okay. when you start dealing damage to it, it has a certain number of hit points that aren't super high. And at some point, the door will just explode and take damage or get to, you know different levels of damage to where you'll have line of sight to see through to where if you have like a teleport ability potentially you could try that um but that's what's going on does that make sense yeah okay so what i guess how much would i have to get to get it to break so right now you need 10 to hit and at least 12 damage to deal damage to the door 
Okay. I really should have gotten an axe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, damn. Still lost. That's hilarious. Anything else? Uh, I'm trying to think of what to do. I really want to get through this door. Uh, shit. Uh, okay. I guess I will use. No, I. I guess like there's nothing I can do. Damn. Okay. Uh, I guess that's it for me. Uh, back to top of the turn order, Ozal. Burn has teleported behind you, and you are now flanked front and back. Uh, you could jump diagonal off the stairs if you wanted to. You would provoke two attacks of opportunity um, from those standing next to you. Uh, unless you have some spells you'd like to cast or something else you'd like to do. I can move here, right, and not provoke? Because I'd still be in their threat radius? To where? I'm sorry. You want to move to the edge of the boat? I, I just have um, Burn there. Technically, you're actually one map up, and he's behind you. But if I do that, that puts him in a different room on this layer. Um, um, so I could, if you'd like for me to, I could move you guys up one layer. No, that's um, fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I just... I feel like if I do anything, it's just going to get counterspelled again. So um, I don't feel... Potentially. Super comfortable with my but you have cantrips. I mean, that's not going to do much right now. And you can attempt to spell, uh, <coughs> you know? I have... Uh, I won't say anything. Go ahead. You you do what you feel is right, my friend. Um... I, I guess I'll just go with a safe play. Um, I will use a spell slot to cast Mirror Image. Nice. Uh, mirror image, uh, three illusory, uh, illusory duplicates of yourself appear in your space, and uh, as burn slash uh, this skeleton attack me, they'll need to roll different things to try and actually hit me. In addition to obviously just actually being able to hit me. And uh, <clears throat> that is going to be the end of my turn. Okay. Do you want to say anything? you want to roleplay anything out? Uh, I will yell and say, Marius, Stolas, get in here quickly. Burn has gone mad. Okay. Zoltis. <laughs> I haven't gone mad, friend. I'm merely just trying to show you the error of your ways. You're talking like Marius, damn it, boy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, Batfish, Zolthus. Alright, um... If I move here, I would possibly take opportunity attack from this guy, right? If I then move to pass them? Um, can you Basically, use the draw tool to show me what you're trying to do? If I'm trying to, um... If you do get the a sneak attack... If you use the measuring tool and right-click, you can change your direction to show them the path you want to do. Like, I assume if I did that, that wouldn't be good. I'd have so, to So, uh, the other thing you can do, too, is you can just move diagonal. You can go, yeah. uh, diagonal one, 
and then over one, right? And it's and as long as you right don't behind where you're at. Damn it, boy, save me! It's as and long as you don't leave the threatening area. You don't provoke. And I guess because I'm very new, is there any advantage for me being behind him rather than beside him for like me and Ozal fighting him? Um, flanking? Not no, because we took flanking out as a rule. I just got flanked right now. That was my bad. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I How was gonna call it out. You? But that's my wait. Hey, that's can I my get my too. can I get my shield back? No. No. What? Uh, it, it happened. It is. It was what it still. Is. It was still the first roll. First number on my roll. It wasn't the back end. So. It is what it. Plus, these guys technically have pack tactics for a ten foot radius. So technically, burn gets advantage. Technically. Uh, because he's within ten feet of the skeleton. Alternatively, you could just move north one square, and you are within five feet of an ally, which gives you advantage on your attack according to sneak attack, and you could attempt to attack at advantage the skeleton, dealing sneak attack damage in the process. And on the next turn, he it doesn't like make an effect where he has to turn around to hit either of us or whatever. That doesn't matter. Mm, no, it, it face. We're not using like facing so. rules or anything. No. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, so I'm going to then, I guess, just, I'll do my sneak attack. And and then do I click the bonus one as well? Sorry. I, uh, I think that's only... Cody, he's asking for character sheet clarification. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, let me pull up your sheet here. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Come on, roll 20. There should be a button that says sneak attack that you can toggle. And you just click it, and then you click your attack roll like you normally would. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's a toggle up top that should say normal, advantage, disadvantage. So you'll want to switch that toggle to advantage, and then make sure you have sneak attack selected. And then when you click it, it should all go through at one time with advantage and sneak attack. Okay, and the bonus actually I think is for my whales, right? From the grave. Uh, I'm not 100% on that. Truth be told, you would have to probably read through that really quick just to, to make sure that you have that. Okay, so I think I've got it. So, um... I'm going to do my regular attack then on this one right beside me, on my sneak attack. Okay. For 22. Uh, 22 hits. So for 30 damage, is that right? If I add those. Um, yeah, so 22 hits uh, this creature, and you deal 7 slashing and 23 sneak attack for a total of 30 damage. And if I then, can I then use whales from the grave to then pass this to use it on the creature in this doorway? It's 30 feet away from me. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'll use my whales from the grave to uh, use necrotic damage. Are you sure? They're undead. I think that's, I can only use necrotic with this. Um, okay. Yeah. Since we're a new player, I will give you a heads up. They are undead creatures. They are immune. Typically, undead creatures are immune 
to necrotic damage. So it's probably not the best idea. Truth be told, if you're going to use it on someone, you're going to want to use it on the bigger threat right now, which is burn. Okay, so I'll I'll do that then. And I need to roll half of my sneak attack dice, which right now, um, I, th I think... Two dice. Is five. Yeah, I have five D6. So I would have half rolling, rounding up, it says. Uh, so, sorry, two D6. Seven. Okay, and you're dealing that to who? Uh, to burn. Yeah. To burn. Burn, you take seven points of necrotic damage as what happens, Zolthus, is you use this is the first time I think you've used it on stream. Whales? Yeah? Uh, yeah, so I, I call on the ghosts, the ghostly forms of the Shadowfell, and the, their arms and... Uh, their arms reach up from below burn and attack him, dealing seven points of necrotic damage, uh, s slashing at his shins, and because he's so tall, they can only reach up there. Okay, nice. Uh, all right, and with that, my undead boys will go. Uh, I'm going to move these guys first. Okay, um, Zolthus, from behind, I am going to attack you with a two-handed longsword uh, at advantage. <clears throat> that's a, holy shit, that's 25 critical hit to, to you. Uh, and then Ozol, let me see, am I technically within 10 feet? Uh, can I get the top corner here? Yeah. Yes. Ozol, you get one attack as well. Who's uh, attacking me? The guy directly next to me? Yes. Okay. Uh, I have... Oh, I have multi-attack too. Uh, so Zoltis, I have critical hit, 25 to hit you, and 23 to hit you with the longsword. I'll resolve those in just a second. And then Ozol, I have seven at advantage to hit you, and twenty-three to hit you, which twenty-three, I believe, does hit. Um. um so I have to so roll the a D6, first one right? doesn't hit. The I think it was like a seven or a five. Yeah. It's the seven. Um, second one, you roll a D. Hang on, one second. Each time the creature attack attack. Okay, so I roll a D twenty. Okay. Uh, D twenty is a twelve. So, um, uh, if you have three duplicates, you must roll a six or higher to change the du the target to a duplicate. Um, ten nice. plus my dex modifier. So you you killed one of the duplicates. So I have two duplicates left. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. 
69. Result is, for my critical hit, I am going to take the critical hit from the critical hit table. Uh, 69 reads as, you kick your target's weapon out of their hands. You are able to disarm your target uh, after you attack them and steal or move your opponent's weapon to a free hand, which I cannot steal it because I'm wielding my sword two-handed. Or you may use your reaction to knock it up to 20 feet away. So I will resolve that hit. Um, you take 14 points of slashing damage and an additional 10 for the second hit for a total of 24 slashing. Uh, and then your weapon, I'm going to choose to uh, disarm you and use my reaction to kick it 20 feet away from you. Um, do I want to kick it over the boat? Yeah, why not? Uh, and your sword goes flying over the edge out of your hands. And disappears into the gulf below. Alright. Um, I, I can use Uncanny Dodge to half the damage. Of the first attack, yeah. One attack so, only. Yes, so it's one attack, so you can either have the 14 damage to 7 or have the 10 damage to 5. I would say 7 because then you only take 17 damage. Total. Alright, and um... Alright, and that I think that's it for me. Okay. Burn! Alright, burn is going to use his bonus action to Vow of Enmity on Ozol. Friend, uh, if you would just see what does that do? the way of things, uh, it allows him... Boop. When you take this Oath of Third Level, you gain the following two channel divinity options as a bonus action. You can utter a Vow of Enmity against a creature you can see within 10 feet of you using your channel divinity. You gain advantage on attack rolls against the creature for one minute or until it drops to zero hit points or falls unconscious. And then he will make horse cutter swings on you. Natural 20. Um, I am... You're going to make one swing or two swings? That's his first swing. But you get two attacks, right? Correct. Uh, okay, so I'm going to... You and that one was duplicates. at advantage. Yep. Yeah, let me, let me just read how this interaction works. Give me one second. Um, well, I guess, Max, let me ask you this. For silvery barbs, do I, would I declare that now or after I find out if a duplicate would be hit? Silvery barbs says that when a creature succeeds on an attack roll, so I assume that would be after I find out if a duplicate would hit it. Yeah, because if yes. a duplicate pops, then yeah, it, you wouldn't have to okay, worry about it. sure. So, um, let me roll a d20. Uh, that's a 16, so that'll kill another duplicate. Yep. 
Yeah, so I needed to roll an 8 or higher on that one, so I have Correct. one duplicate left. Yep. Here comes the second attack with Horse Cutter. Uh, that's going to be a 7, so that'll miss. <clears throat> yep. And that is Burns' turn. Oh boy. <laughs> Marius! I'm so yeah, I mean, we just keep like smacking away. Fighting for my fucking life right now. Uh, Marius is going to booming blade uh, mace the door. Uh, 11 to hit. And he deals 9 bludgeoning, 7 thunder, 5 radiant. So a total of 14, 21 points. So I went over the damage threshold by nine points. Nice. Cody, are you muted? No, he's here. Gosh dang it. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I had to go potty. I'm back. Um, what was your total number again one more time, Max, for total damage? Uh, 21 points of damage. I am over the damage threshold by nine points. Okay, uh, the you crack the top half of the door open. It is now bloodied for all intents and purposes. And you can see out uh, of this giant hole your mace leaves as it explodes with radiant and thunder damage. Leering across from you are four nasty skeleton-looking boys. Skeleton having asses, if you will. You now have partial line of sight. Uh, we'll just say straight left down this five-foot strip. Uh, and Stolos adjacent, so you can see uh, Jay here. Cool. Uh, I am then going to maintain cover. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, you have three quarters cover. Feel, <laughs> I don't feel like getting shot through the crack I just made. <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad. <laughs> That's actually you a really good idea. I forgot that there's stairs here. Yeah, but who knows where they even go? That's oh, true. It's a matter of, is is he going to bring these other monsters up that are down on lower floors? <laughs> I think I'm going to just hold off on that for a little bit. Otherwise, we're going to have a TPK on our hands, boys. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> uh, well done, Marius. Uh, do you, yep, you maintain your full cover now. Uh, yep. And is that your turn? Uh, yeah, that's my turn. I'm also clearing the opening for Stolos to shoot some Eldritch Blasts through the, the crack. Okay, oh, and the damage threshold has dropped to six. Uh, so... <laughs> Marius, do you think it's a good idea to blast open this door or just leave it? Well, it would be best to get out there, but right now, with I can teleport through uh, on my next turn. Potentially. Okay. Marius doesn't right. know about the wonkiness of teleportation. <laughs> no, he does not. So, Well, uh, okay. I think I know what I want to do. I am going to move there for now. Uh, I yeah, Hold on. In the interest of fair play, Stolas, you are technically a small creature, which I forget about very often. <gasps> yeah, he's a little technically, guy. Technically. In theory, you could crawl through this hole, right? Because I said it's three quarters cover, and it's big enough that Marius can see through, you know, five foot through. You could technically do what is called a squeeze, 
which takes double movement to move through something like that. So it would be 10 feet to move through the door instead of 5, but you could move through without having to blast it if you wanted to. Just in the interest of fair play. Okay. Um, I think what I'd like to do is... Is there any sort of rule against firing a spell through an obstruction like this where it's three-quarter cover or whatever? Your... Oh, man. See, this is where small creature is going to bite you in the ass. I described it as the top part of the door, so you'd be flying. I'm going to just say no. Okay. Technically, I probably could impose something on you. Uh, odd or even? Uh, odd? 11. Yeah, you can shoot through the door. Okay. Okay, so uh, I can't see anything on my map here. Um, oh, here, let me just open that door for you. Thanks. Boop. Okay, uh, I'd like to cast for now a fireball into the room, uh, preferably behind all these boys, so I can get the max number of them away. <laughs> it's a 20-foot, I think it's a sphere? 25-foot radius. Yeah, sphere. And you want to do it so it only hits these four boys? As many people as possible, yeah. This would be your spot here. Right where this door is. Cool. Yeah, because you wouldn't hit Jay. Okay. Dexterity saving throws from Because my my spell sheet says 20 foot. Yeah, I'm sorry. I misspoke. That's my apologies. Okay. I just want to make sure. Uh, what is my DC? Uh, let's see. And I need you to roll a D10. Okay. After you tell me your contact. It's a, uh, each creature in a 20-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a dexterity saving throw. It doesn't save how much. Um, click the spell like you're casting it, and it'll pop up in chat. Okay. That's weapon proficiency. What the heck? Well, that's oh. That was me trying to do something on my character sheet. I Damn it, didn't boy. Know what I was on. 17. 17. I have two successes and two failures. Uh, go ahead and roll a d10, and I will calculate damage. Cody, while this is happening, does Ozol notice um, whether they're fully affected by this fire or they seem partially affected by this fire? I guess the question I'm asking is if they have resistance. Uh, two seconds, Ozol, sorry. Yes, sir. Um, okay, you tied my roll. So yours, your spell is not counterspelled. Um, I also rolled a one, so your spell goes off. Um, no, they take a normal amount of damage. So this one up front, you, I'm going to say fails. Uh, and takes the full 22. Uh, the one south will say fails as well. One, we'll say the one behind it. Why not? Takes 22. The other ones will take half damage at 11. Uh, the ethereal fire kind of just burns over their skin. No vulnerabilities. 
what tattered clothing they do have just kind of lights aloft, making them even scarier. Um, that is kind of that. Jay, I did forget that you are feared, uh, which is my apology. So, And I forgot to make you roll for it. So next turn, I'll have you roll, and we'll resolve that, because technically you were standing next to the one who feared you, who's the one closest to you, bottom left. Um, but we'll wait to do that on your turn. Um, Solas, anything else you would like to do on your turn? Uh, nice fireball, by the see. way. Oh, uh, Ozal, also, I'm so sorry. I'm back up two seconds. Yeah. While you are observing this to look for weaknesses, you notice that there is no scorch mark that occurs on the deck as if the boat is not affected by the fireball itself which is an inconsistency being that Marius broke down a door crazy how nature do that yeah uh let's see uh okay well uh I would like to use two of my Source or my sorcery points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quicken spell. To, yes, to use quicken spell to nice. cast fireball again in the same spot. <laughs> uh, can you cast you? Oh, okay. Oh, I gotta think of the rules here. Uh, I don't think you can cast two leveled spells in one turn, except that we have the Matt Mercer rule, which means it has to be below second level to do. Okay. That. Uh, then in that case, I'd like to use one sorcery point instead to cast a uh, cantrip Eldritch Blast okay. on the Dorgan. Nice. Uh, let's do that. And then finally <clears throat> I'm going to move back this way. <laughs> Before you move, still us. Oh. how would you like to kill this door? <laughs> I just want to like blow it to bits and send little shards everywhere, covered in that. like glowing purple energy. You do that since, uh, and this is perfect too because technically it's force damage from this Eldritch Blast. You nice. Hadouken the door as it explodes, splinters going everywhere. And again, Ozil, Marius, and Stolas. As the door shatters and these splinters begin to, they should erupt and send shrapnel everywhere. They just kind of move like it's being destroyed, stop midair, and then disappear. Ooh, the mystery deepens. Ozol. And then I'm just going to move back this way. Oh, yeah, go ahead and move yourself where you Um. Barn's got that crazy look on his face. Uh, um, I'm going to reattempt to animate objects. Uh, level six. Roll a d10. Uh, d10, an eight. Your spell goes off. I rolled awesome. a seven. The coin boys will be to the left of Burn. Uh, and they're going to... Let me pull up my little chart here. I wasn't thinking it was going to go off, so I didn't have the chart up. Uh, so they are... Ten tiny coins. Uh, they're going to attack burn 
Um, 10d20 plus 8 to hit. Uh, advanced die roller. <coughs> 10d20. That, oof. That's going to be uh, plus 8 is 12, 26, 9, uh, 26, 17, 19, 21. And I'm pretty sure the rest of these all miss. 3, 9, and 5. Plus 8. So Bren uh, has 19. Roll two and oh. for critical failure on your attack, too. When, when you sure. get to it. Yeah, four, hit, four hits from the look of it. Okay, four hits on Burn. Uh, that is going to be 1d4 plus four times four. So let's see. Four d4 plus 16. 27 damage. Roger that. The critical fail, you said d100, 48. 48. Okay. Uh, oh, gotta go down. You graze the opponent next to you during battle. Uh, I'm gonna say oh, you so hit, hit the coin boy. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how much health do the coin boys have? Well, I would hit this guy, right? No. It says I'm opponent. gonna... Well, you can't cast them in the spell where they're standing, and I'm assuming they're behind Burn attacking him on the deck. Oh, I can't go in this spot here where Burn's in the quarter spot? No, no because you have to remember, he's not really there. He's behind you, right? Oh, he's right here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you oh, would be so... casting them on the deck behind him in the spot up here. I can move you guys up one layer if you want, if that's helpful. It would be confusing. Um, I mean, I guess is there bad guys up there that they would hit the other No, bad there's guy? nothing up there. That is the upper deck where the <clears throat> mast was. I mean, I would say if, if it, the spell says it hit an opponent and there's no opponents, it would just miss, right? They, yes, but you cast ten coin boys who are all small, who technically each took up their own spot. And I'm assuming if you want them all to hit burn, they are moving and attacking, and we have simplified it to be that they are one creature instead of multiple creatures, right? So I guess my, my question is them attack, move, attack, move, attack, move. Yeah, one yeah, of no, them is going to hit one of the other coin boys. So what is their base damage and health? Uh, twenty. So their health is twenty. So it would take the equivalent of so one, one d four plus four. Correct. So, yes, sir. Uh, six damage. Okay. So go ahead and take that off their total health. Yeah. Hang on. Let me um do the math I'll real get quick. Token here. Okay. It's actually, hang on, sorry. Uh, since it's it's cast at one level higher. So, God, this is such a long spell. <laughs> it really um, you animate two additional objects. So I actually okay. rolled two more d20s. Um, 13 and 7, so that's one more hit on burn. And then just one d4 plus 4. Uh, six damage. So let me, let me calculate the total hit points of the... Jesus. Of these things and then subtract. What was it? Six you said? Yes. <clears throat> Copy that. So 20 times 22 minus 6. Okay. Perfect. Uh, and this... Um, well... So that's my action. Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna stay here where I'm at. And I'm gonna end my turn. Okie dokie. Uh, I'm going to do something that helps us all out here. Kind of wanted to avoid doing this, but light. <coughs> Just this section. Now, the walls are still technically there. The stairs are still technically there, but that should help a little bit with the confusion, hopefully. Yeah. Um, result is... So I guess, do you want to move burn no. there? And we, we can just use this top layer as, like, yeah, that's up, cool. we'll just, I guess? Yeah. There we go. That makes no, because Marius is in there. I don't want that to get confusing for him. We'll just keep Well, him he's going to... I, I, I know it. I'm not, I'm not going to get confused by it. Or we can we? move them up here. Well, that make well that's what I was saying. We could just go up one layer and... No, like just up this, yeah, like right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that perfect. makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Zoltis, you are standing next to the creature you are afraid of, um, which unfortunately means you have to move far, as far away from it as you can. Uh, so, I mean, realistically, that's probably ducking back into the cabin, so diagonal and down, which yeah, does right. promote two opportunity attacks against you. And then you get to save out of it, and you still get your action and stuff, but at the end of your turn. Alright, um... And, um... Um... I, I assume I lost my, my main weapon, right? My, uh, primary weapon? Correct. I will get to that at the end of your turn because as things fall off the boat, they do come back to the boat once. Okay, because I just need to change my armor class, um, and I what? think I lose a dexterity point as well. Um, I don't. You should know just feel. I... Uh, don't worry about it. Well, you'll get it back here in just a second, so don't worry about messing your whole character sheet up just to say that it's gone. We okay. just. And I just want to make gone. sure I attack with the right uh, thing. Okay. All right, so I need to run away and then take mm -hmm. attacks. Sorry, down down here. We said? either there or into the cabin where Stolas is, as that way is no longer blocked. Oh yeah. I that being said, yeah. both of my attacks missed. Okay, so I'm gonna then run back uh, this way. What what is this thing below me? A wall? Yeah. So there's a yeah. You can move into there. You can't willingly move closer to this front creature, because it is the one that is creepy. So until it is killed, or until you save out of fear, you are feared of this creature. All right. And sorry, it was twenty feet. Uh, your full, your full movement as far away as you can get from it. So he, oh, so whatever. I'll be back to, here. Then. He went. Yeah. He went crawling through the door. Stolas broke the door. It exploded. Oh, she killed sorry, it. Sorry, my bad. That's my my bad. I forgot about that. So I'm going to, I guess, get as far over here into this corner. Um, Perfect. Yeah. I, probably just the square yeah. six. So probably just here. Got it. And uh, and then um, am I, con I... I'm still aware, though, now at this point. I can still... You are. Other and you still <laughs> technically have your action. Um, I don't know that you have a line. You'd be one back one more, north one more. I don't know that you have line of sight on anything. 
I think is the only hard part. Yes. Um, and my movement is used, correct? Correct. That's my whole move. Okay. Um, yep. So. Uh, sorry, I need to double check something. That's where I, I can see that, right? You would say? Uh, ooh. It'd be, it'd be three quarters cover or, or half cover. Okay. Odd or even? Odd? Odd. Uh, yes, you can see it, but I, I agree with Marius. He does have at least partial cover. trying to decide between doing two things right now um i'm going to use my action to hide um i don't know if i need to do this i guess basically and then you can, you can use your that's bonus perfect action to hide as a yeah mm -hmm. okay so i'm gonna hide and then um You could you could hide and study him, and that gives you a yes. Uh, that's what I was gonna do. Use my yeah, steady. buddy. Perfect. All right, thank you. Um, so two turn. things happen. Um, your sword falls from the sky and lands point down in the spot where you were standing. You no longer have this one, uh, which means you could be affected by the teleport block again. Now, I need you to roll. A oh shit was it wisdom saving throw? Yeah, wisdom yeah, saving throw. Previously, twenty two. You are no longer feared. And sorry, that's gonna be my. That is your turn. Yep. Uh, now you can willingly move back into combat and all that fun stuff, or take your shot and move, or, you know, all that kind of thing. So this grab symbol, do I need to remove that as well? Uh, that is you being weaponless. Oh, okay, thanks. Okay, the skeleton boy's good to go. Um, Ozal, you see Zolthus's sword just kind of reappear from the clouds and mist above you and go into the deck. Wow. Uh, the soldiers will go. Um, the one closest to you is going to take his... Uh, actually, he's going to wait. As this one is going to move up here. This one is going to move here. This one is going to move here, and this one is going to move here. Um, so, oh man, you hate to see it. Here we go, is all. At advantage, you get two ranged attacks and two melee attacks. Four melee attacks. Uh, I'll do ranged first. Longbow, longbow. I have 23 and 20. Um, 
Long swords, one, two, three, four. Would you like to change or move or resolve anything before I start listing off melee numbers or anything like that? So you've only rolled the 23 and the 20? Those are the ones with advantage. Um, Is that they're all 23 each other and a... Attack attackers. Separate <clears throat> attacks, yep. So from the longbows at range, you have 23 and 20. Okay, hang on. We gotta we gotta slow these down just a little bit. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. So twenty three. Mm-hmm. That's good. That kills a duplicate. Now the twenty. Um, it's not critical. It's just flat. Yeah. Uh, that one would hit. Okay. Um, let me see. Okay, so uh, go ahead and resolve the damage on that second, the flat 20. Uh, six piercing. Okay, six piercing goes through. Okay. Uh, the next is Hang the longsword. Let me subtract it first before we go. Oh, you're good. <clears throat> okay, longsword from this guy. Uh, yep, the one closest to you. Okay. His first attack is a critical hit. His second one is a 24. I will have him re-roll the critical hit with um, Silvery Barbs. Yep. Using um, a first level spell slot. Uh, and then I will, let's see, must re-roll the d20, use a lower roll. Um, I will choose Marius to get the advantage. Okay. So that's 19 flat to hit you Thank instead you. of 25. Okay. So that still hits? Yep. Okay. What's the damage on that one? Uh, that one is going to be... Um, 11 slashing damage. Okay. The second attack from the longsword, because it has multi-attack, is 22 to hit. Okay. Do you want the damage from that? Uh, how much was it? I'm sorry, 22 to hit? 22 to hit. Okay. Okay. And you take four slashing damage. Okay. Uh, the one adjacent <clears throat> from him has a 24 to hit for his first okay. longsword attack. Okay. And you take 14 slashing damage. Okay. And then the last one is a seven. He misses. Okay. And I need you to make four concentration checks, one for each hit. Uh, what are the values that we're looking for here? It's half, so it'd be half of the damage. Oh, hold on here. Um, if half the damage isn't above 10, it's 10 per. Okay, but. so then, yeah, just 10, I guess, for each of them. Because none of them okay. were... I had 11, 14, and 4. Good, 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 good. Ooh. Okay. Um, other than that, I think that resolves their attack. So that was one, two, three, four. Uh, Marius, is this you with the blue line or the purple line, or is that still this? Uh, this that's the move. that's a sword. That's the I weapon. Feel. No, no, no. I was talking about the track line. That was this guy only moved five feet, so I'm gonna move him five, ten. He's gonna enter your threat radius, and he's going to attack you, Marius, twice. Roger. Um, is he within 10 feet? He is not. So these are flat <clears throat> rolls. 
One, two. Oh, critical failure and a 17. Sweet. Let's see what your fumble is. Yeah, do you want to roll D100s? Sure, I'll do, do it me for you. Roll? Okay. <laughs> 77. Save me. With yeah, pleasure. Well <laughs> uh, is this, that's critical hit. We're scrolled down. You lunge past an enemy, exposing yourself to his or her attack. Uh, melee. The enemy you were trying to... The enemy you were attacking is able to use their reaction to perform an additional attack on top of their normal opportunity attack. So you get to oh. make two attacks against me. Fuck yeah. That I'll fucking sucks. That's fucking cool. Sweet. It's a turn of fate. <sighs> As the gods right. will it. And we're fighting skeletons. Yay, bludgeoning skeletons. damage. Skeletons. <laughs> Yay, bludgeoning damage. 17. Ty goes to you. Okay. Four uh, radiant and ten bludgeoning. Oh. How would you like to kill the skeleton? Oh, I just crush <laughs> that mace down on top of his head, and he just crumples to dust. Almost. He falls into a pile of bones. He's down, but he is not dead. You said I got two attacks, right? You do. Anyone got some salt in a match? May yeah, may may as well crush him into fine powder. Uh, nine to hit. His uh, nine does not hit. Oh, if he's prone, do I get advantage? Uh, you get advantage, yeah, because he's I guess technically prone. Okay, I'll just reroll this. Thirteen. Does not hit. Cool, sweet. Never mind. Okay. Um, under four two. Oh, I have to because six. Uh, you see the bones wither and disappear. After oh. the uh, skeleton attacks, Ozal's looking rough. He's bleeding. He's sort of backed into a little bit of a corner. It's not looking so hot. Right, right. Uh, burn. That is your turn. Burn! Looking at Ozol. He's got these coin things on his side that's bothering him, but he's going to make his swings on Ozol. Uh, you got Vantage, Horse Cutter Swing. Uh, let's see here. 18. 18. Okay. Uh, that hits. Okay. Uh he is going to Divine Smite. Jesus. <laughs> I guess this settles the argument from, uh, I don't know, seven or eight episodes ago about Ozol versus Burn. Okay, to, well, to be fair, I got counterspelled by a third party in the beginning, which has drastically messed up my plans. Oh, that didn't work right. A few skeletons in the mix, too. So Yeah, that's true, too. Burning a third level spell, so that's going to be two, three, four. <laughs> about this. Four D8. Okay, on top of this. Boom. So we've got... 37, 41 points of total damage. 10 plus 13 plus 4 plus 24. 51 points of damage in total. Ooh, I missed a one in there. Dang. Oh, I forgot the 10 up top. That makes sense. Yeah. 
great weapon master. Oh, it's all down. Did you take more than half of your total health? More than half of my total health? No. No. Okay. That's all. Please remove yourself from the board. Or just, like, put yourself off to the side. We'll get to you at the top of the order. Too. Yes, coin boys are gone. Actually, no. Hold on. Uh, roll a d10. For the coin boys? Mm-hmm. An eight? Fuck, I rolled a five. The coin boys persist. Okay. That's a concentration spell. When he goes unconscious, they should have dropped. Marius, you forget where you are, though. So strange. So strange. We'll get to it in just a second. Don't worry. <clears throat> I'll, I'll stretch him out for you as well. Uh, let's see here. Burns knocked him down. He's going to just take his steps. You know, five over Ozol's body, ten down the stairs. Ooh, a new sword. Fifteen. <laughs> oh, no. He's going to pick up the sword. Uh, I might call foul on that because just just in, in canon lore, Burn is all about horse cutter. Okay. That, that yeah, sure. that's the only thing I would call on. And technically, a skeleton stepping on it, so there's that too. That's true. So that's fifteen. You say it would be an action to pick it up or no? I'm just curious. It probably that's uh, a free be, action to stow. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. Stow uh, so there's five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Stepping into here. Nice. <sighs> That's Burns' turn. Marius's turn. Burn, are you okay? What's going on? Uh, I'm fine. Why don't you guys join us? So join you for does what? He, does he seem okay? Why are your eyes black? Okay, I'm taking care of this here. Uh, Marius is going to use. My first time using this. Uh, he's going to... Well, not the spell itself, but I get to... I'm going to do a healing word on burn. What? Does it keep switching that stuff there? Uh, first level healing us. word. His eye is black. Oh. oh, it's only... It's eight points of healing for burn, but... One of my new Seraph abilities is Cleanse Affliction. Ooh. Do tell. When you cast a spell that restores hit points to an ally, you can also remove one condition being inflicted on them by a spell or ability. I will remove the... Can I I ask you a question? Is he your ally right now? Uh, Marius would consider him to be. Still. I mean, he is our friend, even if he's possessed. I, I'll, uh, hmm. 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 Otter even, Max. Even. Three. Uh, I will present you with an opportunity for 
because I don't want this to go to waste, because I understand what you're trying to do. Um, I will allow Burn at advantage to make his intelligence saving throw again to shake the enslavement. Okay, advantage saving throw. 23. Just barely. 22 is what I was looking for. Yes. Burn's eyes go wide and he takes two levels of exhaustion. Goodness gracious, that was so nerve-wracking. He's right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, right. I was afraid I was going to have to stab him. Alright, uh, that is Marius's bonus action. He's going to go 5, 10, 15 out here. Present his holy symbol... Helm commands you to run. Turn undead. Um, Are these guys CR1 by any chance or lower? No. They're much higher than that. Okay, cool. Well, they are... There's challenge rating 4. No. Alright, even still, I need all of them to make wisdom saving throws. DC 18... Uh, if they fail, they have to run away for a minute. Or until they take damage. Uh, I have one success and nice. one critical failure. Heck yeah. So. Who would you like to be your succeeding party? Uh, let's say the guy that was whooping on Ozol. Okay. Uh, so on their turn, they have to move 30 feet away, or they take a reaction to move 30 feet away? Uh, their full mood speed, excuse me. And it can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you. It, it also can't take reactions for its actions. It can use only the dash action or try to escape from any effect that prevents it from moving. If there's nowhere to move, the creature can use the dodge action. Nice. That's awesome. Cool, and uh, that'll be my turn. I'll put markers on these guys. Uh, okay. Stolas. Oh, man. <laughs> you have no idea how nervous I was just <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, let's see. I am going to storm the gates. Okay. Uh, I'm going to move here. Say don't and... don't hurt the ones that are purple. Okay. Cause cause they have to run away. Oh okay. Well then in that case I'll move uh I guess yeah, I guess that was fine. Right here. Alright. I'm gonna go ahead and Eldritch Blast him. Uh this fella, the one that was mm -hmm. trying to kill Not us purple. All. You got it. 26, Kachuga, 28. Kachuga. Oh, shit. Yeah, those both hit. Uh, 11 force damage. I am so sorry. Uh, I think that was switched to advantage for some reason, so... That's fine. They're the left number. All right. And... Uh, really? One force damage? Really? <laughs> um... And then I guess I'd like to use 
one of my sorcery points to recast Eldritch Blast on him again. Because screw that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. 23 hits for an additional 8 force damage. 23 and then a 20. Uh, 9 force damage. And then I'd like to push him uh, away. Off the boat? Yeah, sure. I mean, unless there's a wall there. <laughs> I can't really tell. He drops off into the darkness. Nice. Uh, I guess that's my turn. Okay. Ozal, are you still with me? Yes. You sit up and slam your head against a shield as you wake up back on the wave cutter. You are laying next to your friends who are all being pinned down by drow and they're screaming and writhing and you see Captain Durden whose eyes are completely blocked out holding the map on his knees and seeking from him are these black tendrils that are kind of sneaking their ways like shadows touching you and he also seems to be in great pain uh oh cursed objects man stop There's touching some them inception bullshit happening and then you hear the voice of Theparos. Ozol! 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 As you regain consciousness. Okay. What, do you what do? does she say? Oh, she she's just, just says calling Ozol. out to you. Yeah. Um, does Ozol think a dispel magic might work on this uh, magic uh, tablet? You could try. Uh, also, I guess in this scenario, would I have my fifth level spell slots or no? You have what you currently have. Have had. Okay, perfect. Yep. So um, I'll try to dispel magic at fourth level, which would cast at fifth level. Okay. Because of the uh, corrupted magic. Uh, dispel magic. Uh, choose any one creature, object, or magical effect within range. Any spell of third level or higher for each spell of fourth level or higher on the target. <clears throat> Make an ability check using your spellcasting ability. The DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. On a successful check, the spell ends. And that would be at um, higher level cast. When you cast a spell using a spell of 4th level or higher, you automatically end the effects of a spell on the target uh, if it's equal or less than the level spell you use. So I'd be using a... It would be a level 5. <coughs> Can you roleplay to me how you're cast? Like, do you point your staff? Do you touch him? Like, roleplay it for me. Put me in the world. Yeah, so, so I guess he'll sit up clutching his chest, realizing that he's not dead. Um, look over, see everyone writhing in pain, um, and immediately um, point the staff at uh, what I assume to be the source of this corruption, which would be the tablet, uh, and uh, utter the magic words to dispel the magic. Uh, this would emanate from the crystal itself. Okay. You point it straight at the the tablet that he's holding, and as it goes off, I need you to roll me a d20. Okay, so... I add my spell attack bonus to that, right? Nope, just flat roll. Flat d20. 
Well, if it's the the dispel magic thing, he does at using your spellcasting ability. We'll get to it. Don't worry. Okay, cool. Okay. Just... A thirteen. Thirteen beats my number two. Hey, you erupt from there and you hear a hideous scream and you see tendrils begin to pull back and they begin to thin and weaken now please go ahead and roll um, your DC for that Chloe which would be plus 11 right correct Uh, I'll use my 16 portent to give me 27 the tablet (coughs) excuse me flickers fades and the tendrils retract and evaporate everyone on board the ship wakes up in the lower bunks Uh, wave cutter there we go bravo ladies and gentlemen holy cow I'm so stressed Um, I will move everyone down. Let's go. Everyone go down to Marius, and then I will answer your question. Yes, uh, you're gone. Technically, turn order. Captain Durden is over here. We'll burn, burn over. Okay, you guys wake up on the boat. Ozol. Marius. Stolos. Burn. And Jay. Where are you at, Jay? Where are you not on the board? That's strange. Oh, no, you are on the board. You just weren't where I thought you were. Uh, go yep, ahead and give me your game. reactions, top to bottom. Jay, you get to go first, and then Ozol, you'll go last, and I'll answer your question before we end the episode. Uh, as I come to, um, I take a gasp. Whew. What just happened? Have we? And I quickly realize we're on the ship as I grab onto the the deck and. Uh, or the uh, the seat that I'm on, but uh, I look around and see my compatriots, everyone in one piece, and Ozal is uh, no longer dead. I heard his rise of pain outside when I was uh, ran in, after I ran inside. But um, asking if everyone else is all right. Okay, Ozal, do you have any response to your newest compatriot? the newest compatriot you mean Sothis? yeah oh i'm sorry um yeah ozal will say um this nightmare manifested from the tablet we got inside the whale i think we may have encountered this anomaly before okay um Marius, you're next to wake up. Wait, that was all just a dream? All that time? All that trouble? Wasted. (laughs) Wasted. 
Well, that's quite the strong response from you. Stolas? Um, Stolas kind of like jolts up and releases what can only be described as like a loud chicken squawk, complete <laughs> with like feathers, like pooping off of him. Okay. And then he like spins his little head around. Just trying to figure out what just happened. <laughs> He's just sort of getting his bearings. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you can make out the four above you. Ozal standing bright. Staff still pointed across the way at Durden. Uh, as Burn <laughs> wakes up. Ah! Ah! Ozal! Ozal! Oh, no, I killed my best friend! Yeah, I'll place my hand on Burn and say, It's all right, Burn. I think I may have had a better chance in a fair fight. As you help your teammates up, Ozal, you look over as Durden begins to come to the shadows, receding into what looks like a carrier pigeon on his shoulder. He quickly drops the tablet and looks around in shock. There are what look like octopus sucker marks across his body from where this pigeon was laying. As this slimy, tendrilled pigeon begins to try and take wing to fly away, I will give each of you a reaction, starting with Ozol. Uh, uh, to potentially capture the uh, pigeon? To capture it or to kill it, it seems to have been corrupted in flight, delivering messages for your next orders. Um, Ozol will polymorph it into a rat if it's still above the boat. I mean, you're in the lowest section, so yeah. It begins to jump and take flight and squee! And falls to the ground next to Durden's foot. Uh, Marius, you're next? Oh, I'm sorry. Zoltis, you're next? There's a rat on the ground. That's, uh... Ozol will yell to Marius to banish it. Marius? Why not just kill it? If you kill the rat, it'll become a pigeon again. Oh, oh, you polymorphed it. Sorry. Yes, sir. Gotcha. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, have it make a charisma saving throw. Do you see that? Oh, why is it doing that? It keeps converting my stuff. It's not supposed to be off the charisma. It's wisdom. With the wisdom of a rat. Uh, 16 minus 4 for 12. It is banished back to its home plane. And then I'll just maintain concentration on it for... You hear an ear-piercing tear in reality as you banish it to its home plane. Grasping hands and mouths pull the rat into a portal and it disappears to the far realm. I'm so happy I got to use Polymorph. <laughs> like, I've been wanting to use it so much. <laughs> it's that pretty cool. Awesome. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our episode for this evening. Thank you for joining us on Live and Let's Dice. I hope you had fun in my twisted horror boat. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for Bye. tuning in, everybody. Jumbo. Jumbo. Max, say goodbye to the people. Bye.